You know what I really love? <laughs> the Arnie State Show. It's filthy as hell. That is bona fide badass. Hit it, Maestro. Listen up, ass face. Ass, ass face. You're getting some ass. Yeah, baby. <laughs> 775-357-FANS or 775-376-EZEZ. I have a joke for you. Okay. The government is excellent and uses your tax dollars efficiently. (laughs) 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 Oh, good morning, ass family, and welcome to another fun-filled edition of, that's right, you guessed it, the Arnie State Show. Hopefully everybody's having a great, was it Tuesday? Is that all it fucking is? Is Tuesday? Hmm. Oh, that's right, because Tommy's going to be here tomorrow. Shit, that's right. It's Tuesday. We're doing a special batch of Lister Mail. It's Tuesday. Monday Night Raw, I fell asleep during last night, so I can't tell you what happened. That's how good it was. I tried to stay up to watch the end of the Ranger game, which they won, which I'm very happy about, and we'll talk about. We got a lot of shit to get to today. Uh, we got listener mail, like I said. There's a whole lot of stuff in the news. I got to I gotta clear out all the stuff so we can have Tommy in tomorrow. So we got to start saying good mornings. So first one here, look who it is. Oh, my God. Fresh off his Alaskan holiday, our man Andrew. Hey, everyone. It's Andrew. <laughs> look at that. Andrew, you got your walk-up music. Hey, everyone. It's Andrew. <laughs> good morning to you, my friend. Hockey player. Says, good morning, ass family. Hope you have a good day. I hope you have a good day. Derek! Becca! 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 Says, uh, good morning, ass family. It's time for Wimpy. Becca! To pay up on this cloudy. Becca! Tuesday. Well, yes, I, I would say so. I would guess it pretty much is. Good morning to you, Derek. Ralphie! Like a pink nightmare. Says, good morning, ass family. House of pain, man. You guys are See, I need to coordinate when you guys get on the show because then I don't have to bounce back between sound effect machine and sound effect machine. I mean, I'm thinking of an easier way to do it, but it might be a pain in the ass, but it's okay. House Payne, good morning to you, my friend. I hope that you're doing well. Swoosh! Says, morning, little Misty Rain here. Drive safe, fast family. Indeed, drive safe. Please be a fart. Please be a fart. Good Darren says, good morning, ass family. Good morning, Dr. St. State. Notorious Rev. Whosoever therefore okay, shall yeah. be ashamed of me. Yes, all right. Yeah, indeed it is. Uh, safety guy. Repair, says, good morning, ass family. Jesse Jamie. Oh. Yeah, I, I gotta say, I gotta say, Jesse, Jamie, and and and, and stupid F Dick. Is it, is Doug his name right? Uh, they run 4t5printing.com. And yesterday, holy shit! It's t-shirt time. Oh, what kind of t-shirt time? T-shirt oh, and a little more. It's t-shirt time. T-shirt time. It's. We'll, we'll play the rest of that when Rhino gets here. Uh. Today's T-shirt's Mankind, because I love Mankind. Mick Foley's great. Uh, I, I thought the character Mankind was fantastic. But today's hat. See, I got the, the, the Morse code hat done before at Lids, but they fucked it up because they made it a square. So I put this challenge to uh, just Jamie. Bam! 
I got the Morse code A hat done correctly this time. Correctamundo. And boy, the rest of the shirts. Oh, tomorrow's shirt is going to fucking kill Tommy. Oh, it's going to be so good. I can't wait. So thank you to 45printing.com. Get all your shit there. I mean, seriously. What more do I have to say? Oh, my lucky stars. The one, uh, the only, bratty kid is in the house. I don't have the energy for you today. I don't even know what I did yet. I just, I, I just made an egg on toast. That's all I've done so far this morning. I, 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 didn't even, I didn't even mess with Bubba. I don't know what I did. Jeez. Uh, trash Panda. Oh, I love trash. Says good morning, ass family. Stinkfist. Says good morning, ass. Rangers and Astros both win. What's the magic number, Arnie? Well, I can tell you. Going into last night, the magic number for the Rangers to clinch the American League West was five games. And now it is four games. To catch the uh, wild card, to clinch a wild card spot, they got to, they had to win three, so now it's down to two. We beat the Halos last night. See, I want the Astros and Mariners just to beat each other and us keep winning against California or the Angels or Anaheim or whoever they are. Triple T, I know you're an Angels guy. You need to talk to your Angels for me. Tell them to back down. The stars at night are big and College Station says, uh, good morning. Good morning to you, College Station, as well. Keyless Chuck. Wait, 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 wait. Where'd it go? Hi. Yeah, no, there it is. I'm Chuck. He's there something, is. isn't he? He is something. Says, good morning, ass family. Happy special listener mail day. Yes, we do have a special batch of listener mail today. Uh, Round here, we speak American, okay, bud? Ah, mate says, good morning, ass AIG. I'm waiting in the airport right now, about to go to Japan. Ooh, I got my Japanese A hat. Kick ass. Kick ass. Konnichiwa, brother. Have a great trip, my friend. Warbird! You're talking to the Rolex wearing diamond ring wearing. Kiss stealing, woo, wheeling, dealing, woo. limousine riding, yeah. jet flying, son of a gun, and I'm having a hard time holding these alligators down. Woo! Woo! Warbird says, good morning, ass family and the main dog. Well, thank you, my friend. I appreciate that. Uh, Scott. Hello, my baby. Hello, my honey. Hello, my ragtime cow. How you doing, my friend? Says, good morning, Arnie and ass family. Ogre! Damn it. Buenos dias, amigo! Uh, hope you're doing well today. Battleborn! If you don't chew big red, then f*** you. Damn right. Says good. A happy Tuesday-ass family. Mad Hatter. Shitter was full! Good morning to you. Whitewash. There he is. I don't know how to put Triple this. Triple T. Yeah, Bubba. I'm kind of a big deal. Uh-huh. People know me. All right, Triple T, my man, says, good morning, family of S. I need you to work your magic. Come on, get your angels to just, you know, hey, let's settle down on the bullpen a little bit, huh? We're not going to bow down and kiss the ring of the alphabet cult. We need a walk-up order. Something need a spreadsheet can do. No, I, I need to put them a... 
so I have this, uh, my configuration for my, all my sound effects. It's a, it's a program called Soundboard. And I don't know if it's available anymore, but I'm never getting rid of it because it's the greatest thing that was ever invented for sound effects. And I have one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight different slots that are available on the home screen. And then I can just make as many as I want down the right-hand side. And I have like 15 spots of sound effects. And I have the good mornings and the good morning too because there's so many people, which I love. So maybe I'll spread those out to two and just go back and forth that way instead of having closed a window. But I don't know if I move the the slurs. <laughs> As family, we have an entire sound bank of slurs. Ah, uh, scoozy, babbity boopy, kick calls, huh? Babbity boopy, babbity boopy, babbity boopy. I, I mean, and and then it just goes on from that to. I want to be ninja. Omar Mahajarifa, something September 11th. Fuck you, fat fucking hunky. We had a phenomenal day today. Nigger League Museum and Arthur Bryant's Barbecue. <laughs> In order to find his equal, an Irishman is forced to talk to God. I don't know if you've noticed, but there certainly are a lot of Negroes in sports. Oh, those guys are fat! Paging Dr. Faggot! Dr. Faggot! He was a retard. He's retarded! Everybody knows you never go full retard. You went full retard. There's all three major kinds of retardation. Look around here! There's enough niggas in here to make a Tarzan movie! going on here in this country. It's absolutely pathetic. I can't say the N-word. On the Los Angeles niggers can... Yeah. Yeah, there's no racism in America. As I just trolled through about 60 of the most offensive things ever. Oh, we got to keep the good mornings going here. Arise! I'm wearing my shirt. Niggas for Trump 2024, and I mean that. Good morning, Arise. Swoosh says, Mage, please avoid the area of the Godzilla and have a safe trip. Christine, you know, Christine, you're old school, and you never had a walk-up song until now. There you go. Christine says, good morning, Arnie and ass family. Well, good morning to you as well. You fucking whore. Yeah, that's it. Go home. Get Christopher says it, Mage. Uh, hey, Mage, I know uh, Arnie says he wants a Japanese letter A hat, but do you know how he really wants? <laughs> He's too modest to ask for. Along with the hat, he'd love a big stack of Futari manga. Trust me, if you want to make Arnie happier than a pig and shit, bring him back an ass stack of Futanari. Futanari. Am I saying that right? I'll do what I can, but as a bad Angels fan this year, I maybe watch five games. Oh, that's terrible. Swoosh, I almost fell down. People are looking at me. I'm crazy because I'm laughing so hard. Chuck says those are beautiful. 
Mage, make sure it's uh, Fukushima and not for you, she male. Uh, Christine says, hell yeah. So we, we have a lot to get to on the show today. Um, first thing, it, I, I still don't understand this. I don't, I, I don't get it. I, I don't know why we're doing it, but... Ladies and gentlemen, the debate that will end all debates is going to be happening on November 30th. A 90-minute event in Georgia. Pitting the current governor of Florida, Ron DeSantis, versus Gavin Newsom. And it's being moderated. <laughs> and as you hear me laugh, it's because a moderator is supposed to remain moderate, meaning not leaning one side or the other, but the moderator is Sean Hannity. Now, come on. Now, now, now just come on. First of all, stupid, 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 stupid on, on, on Ron DeSantis's part. Uh, th- th- this right here has got me off of him kind of big time because this is so dumb. This is what what, what, what Daryl Royal, uh, back in the early days of college football in the 70s, that's the 1970s for some of y'all kids. I walked into a store the other day. guy looked at my jersey. I had a Randy White jersey on, who I consider the greatest Dallas Cowboy of ever, ever of all time. He was the manster. He was half man, half monster. He goes, uh, he goes, uh, what, what, what jersey is that? And I says, Randy White, greatest cowboy of all time. Oh, uh, and then I go, Super Bowl MVP, 1977 against Denver Broncos, he and Harvey Martin. Oh, I'm not familiar with that. Uh, what, what, what age? I, I said, 1977. Oh, well, I barely remember Troy Aikman era. Well, then shut up. Don't talk to me. He goes, oh, Romo was terrible. I'm like, yeah. He goes, well, Doc's not too bad. And I just stopped him in his track. I said, nah. I said, Dak is just a black Tony Romo. That's all he is. He's a black exploitation video of Tony Romo. That's all he is. And as I explained to him, he was just like, wow, well, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, dumb fuck. Jesus. I took a dump at work. Alicia! I took a dump at work. Good morning to you. Ralphie says, thanks, college, for saying Gavin Newsom is such a retard. Yes. Kids Chuck says, Uncle Gavin family finally got his party pass, a bill that made it serious felony to commit child sex trafficking. This is the same guy that allowed a bill, uh, state bill. See, this is the first thing I would hit him with if I was Ron DeStupid. Because that's what we're going to refer to him now as Ron DeStupid. And I'm going to tell you why. I'm going to go back to the Daryl Royal reference I made first. Daryl Royal used to be against the forward pass because nobody passed the ball back in the 1970s. He said only three things can happen on a forward pass, and two of them are bad. And this is from a coach who won three national titles. In four years, running the football. Ron DeSantis, this debate 
can do nothing but harm to you. Yes, you can win it. And that's the only that, – that, see, and I thought – I hate to say this as much – is I truly despise and hate this guy. Clean and sober is one of the biggest damn mistakes this country's ever made. I know it's a hold-your-hand idealistic point of view that somehow magically, I mean, God bless some of you. If you're like me, I've been known to have a glass of wine at night watching some of the nightly news. Uh, We all need to self-medicate periodically. Shut up, dick face. But I tell you what, he's honestly Gavin Newsom's in a no-loss situation here. Ron DeSantis, the only way he loses is if he gets buried. And he's he's too he's too shined up to get buried by Ron DeSantis. These are the things that could happen. First of all, Gavin Newsom wins by now being front and center in front of the nation. Uh, some of the nation knew who he was. He was that crazy guy in California. And then they see him, and they see his, you know, down-home California way to talk to you. Maybe they start to get on board. They don't realize how dangerous he is because they don't live in California, where he allowed, now I get back to it, State Bill 145 to go through that allows a 10-year age discrepancy so it can be easier on the homosexual uh, 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 statutory rape laws. Look it up. That would be the first thing that I would hit him with. And if he didn't answer the question, I see, this is why I can't be a politician. Because I'd probably get disqualified from the debates. Because I would sit there and go, can you answer the question? Can you just answer the question? It would be like a Senate subcommittee meeting with me. I'm not going to let you get off until you answer this question. Don't talk politics to me. This is a yes or no question. And once he starts a sentence, I go, no, that's not yes or no. Hey, man, I picked up a lot of arguing techniques watching Judge Judy. I got to tell you, I used to, for the longest time, hate Judge Judy. That lady is my personal debate hero. She shuts people the fuck down. She needs to be the one judging these debates. So debates happening, a 90-minute debate in Georgia. And, and, and it's just the dumbest thing I, I've ever seen a politician do. It's T-shirt time? Yeah, there he is. It is 12 It's T-shirt time. Stupid dick, good morning. He says, busy, busy, busy. I have a meeting this morning. We'll, we'll be listening. 14.5printing.com. Oh, the shirts are amazing, immaculate, phenomenal, great, stupendous, and the hat. I get disqualified because I wouldn't be able to answer a question, so I'd call names or assault my opponent. It would get down to that for me. I would probably throw something at him. So not only does Gavin Newsom get to be on the main stage now, can you imagine if he holds his own against a presidential candidate. Now, see, that's another way. Ron DeSantis should be able to bury him. And if it comes out that it was 50-50, that's a Gavin Newsom win. So there's one bad thing that's happened to him. And here's the other bad thing. And I saved it for last. If Gavin Newsom 
beats Ron DeSantis in this debate? See? Two bad things, one good thing. Daryl Royal, fucking perfect analogy. Thank you, Arnie. Thank you, big, luscious brain. If Gavin Newsom wins this debate, Ron DeSantis is out of the race. This is... uh, I almost want to say it's too early to throw a Hail Mary. He's going for two, and they're up by 50. And there's no record in, 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 in sight. Gilles Chuck says, we need to protect the nation from Gavin the goof at all costs. Most of California is a shithole. I don't go to San Francisco anymore. Nobody does. Uh, too much poop, homeless, car break-ins. Downtown Sacramento is overrun with homeless as well. It's awful what's happened to that state. Honestly, Ron DeSantis. It, it, look, look, and I know that people in political offices listen to us. I got. I think I got a story today about that. That. Um. But l- l- let me just tell you something. Mm. Mm. Ron said, this is a stupid move. You're going to lose. You're going to lose this. And I would be, I would not be surprised if he loses this debate to Gavin Newsom, his seat as governor of Florida is in jeopardy. I'm just gonna tell you that right now. DeSantis won't bury him because of lack of skill, but because he's too nice. Debates are not for pussies anymore, and there's a uh, little true uh, civility. It, you're right. He needs to take the gloves off here. I, I mean, he, he, he's got to take the gloves off. I think of asses. Something comes out of me. Big ass fan says, morning gang, can't get my shit together. They put me in psychosis last week, dodged two attempts in a 72-hour observational hold. I just want more booze. Can't take this much longer. Sorry to hear that, big ass fan. Uh, Ron D already knows he doesn't have a chance at pre- uh, Here's the thing. If he comes out and shows his teeth, this is the one, and, and this is why I'm, I'm holding it way back here for this because of exactly what Ogre said. If Ron DeSantis comes out, and he falls on he he goes on full on berserker you know Wolverine mode, and shows them teeth, shows some bark on his skin, and takes Newsom down like the fucking dog he is. And by the way, I can't wait until that closet is cleared out. Oh man, I am betting there is some freaky shit in that closet. I mean, we're talking, he probably goes to those weird Norwegian where they ride the peg horse things. Have you seen this on the, on video where they have the championship of the girl running around with a, a stick horse? But see, Gavin Newsom's, uh, he, he is the stick horse they're running around on. And he's making weird horse noises. <laughs> Sorry, Mage, if you're laughing. Because I am too. That's a fucking visual. Ron needs to tell him that my name is Ron D. <laughs> I just gave the D to your mom last night. You know what? Yeah, hold on a second here. 
Is it under chew bubble gum? There it is. He, he, this is what he needs to do. He needs to show up the first thing that he says at the debate. I'm Ron DeSantis. I have come here to chew bubble gum and kick ass. And I'm all out of bubble Goddamn right, let's go. You know what I'd like to see? This is what I'd like to see. Y'all remember that real, 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 real shitty Jean-Claude Van Damme movie? I mean the real, real, real shitty one. Where they did the kumate, kumate. I mean, they were all terrible movies. The karate and shit was cool. But th- this was against, uh, I don't think this was Chong Lee, the big, it might have been Chong Lee. I don't know, the, the one dude that, that was the big old buff uh, Chinaman, Mage, you know who I'm talking about. He's probably one of your cousins. I'm not talking about one. That one's blood sport. I'm talking about the Kumite one, where they got to dip their hands in the glass. That's what I want to see. I want to see Ron DeSantis and Gavin Newsom get outfitted with fucking tape, put some rosin on there, and then stick their hands in broken glass. Oh, yeah. Bolo Young was in Bloodsport. Sawyer's dad. Wait, hold on. There it is. That is Bloodsport, okay. Well, what was that? Bloodsport was the Kumite. I'm talking about the guy who had the long ponytail. What was that motherfucker's name? Hold on a second. We got because this this is what I want to see debates turn into. How kick ass would that be? Joe Biden, Donald Trump in a Kumite debate. Uh, let's see, blood kickboxer. I think that one's it. 1989 film. Uh, let's see. Oh, this is where he avenges his brother. No, this this ain't the one. Kickboxer ain't the one. Oh, wait, wait. Well, yes, it is. There he is. There's that crazy motherfucker. What was his name? Tong Po. Tong Po. Oh, man. Tong Po Triumph. Oh, here we go. Here's Tong Po. Big old ponytail. Coming over there. Quatao. I'm going to karate you. Wham! Wham! Oh, you're going to throw that weak shit at me? Oh, this is where he beats up Frank Deuce's brother. Right hand. Oh, that's an elbow to the ground. Stay down, bitch. Oh, oh, there we go. Some sidekicks. Oh, yeah. Oh, man, that's not doing anything. That's a headbutt. That's illegal. Oh, oh, we almost suplexed him. Oh, lots of knees to the area of the ribs. Oh, my God. He's killing him. Referee, stop this. Good God. No, it just paralyzed him, Jim. That's what I want to see the Republican date. I want to see the debate just go down like that. 
all de- debates from here on forward will be done in the style of kickboxer, the broken glass scene. Can I get anyone to second that? Let's see. Kickboxer, Bloodsport also starred Donald Gilb, a.k.a. Ogre from Revenge of the Nerds. Very true. DeSantis needs to realize a lot of people went Trump because of his brazen personality and calling shit what it is. Take a page from Trump's book. Yeah. Muay Thai, Bear Duckles, Death Fight. I love it. Um, but we're not going to get that. We're going to get a bunch of bullshit. We're going to get Gavin Newsom fucking sounding a lot more eloquent than a... Uh, oh, there it is. There. Triple T says second it for sure. It shall pass then. My brother was played by Dennis Alexio as a real-life kickboxer from Vacaville. That is kind of cool. I know, like, if you're a, if you're, if you're a well-trained, well-seasoned, you know, great kickboxer that's been awarded and champion and stuff, does that fuck with your brain? Like, when you go to the movies and they go, okay, we're going to have this fucking ponytail guy just whoop the living dog shit out you. You okay with that? <laughs> All in favor say aye, aye. The eyes have it. So here, Dennis, this is the scene that we've got for you here. Um, we're going to go with this upstart fella, Jean-Claude Van Damme. The ladies really like him. Not, you're, not, you're, you're not hard on the eyes either, my friend. Uh, but we want you to play the older brother who gets absolutely <laughs> curb-stomped, fucking mud-holed, and walk-dried during a match where we see you get your back broken. Uh the guy, well, you're fighting a guy that you've probably already beaten a number of times. Tung Po? Yeah, you, the, the guy with the silly hair. Yeah, you know him. <laughs> How about if we put a, a fifth O on the paycheck then? After this Sunday, Alexio's character got dolphined. No shit. Um, I, I, this, this debate to me, I, I think this is nothing but cerebral masturbation because neither one of these guys really have a shot. I mean, I, I think, honestly, the only person that has a shot at this if it were those two, would be Gavin Newsom. And it's sad for me to say that because I honestly, look, we played a weekend of gaffes from Joe Joe Biden yesterday. And it, it truly is amazing to me that people still think that he can run for president. Now, we have more Gavin Newsom news here. He just recently found out. Now, now he likes to talk about, oh, this is delicious because I haven't even thought about this yet. Gavin Newsom's new big thing is to go after conservatives for them wanting to ban books. You know, books that display oral sex between boys that they're selling in, in, in elementary schools. He's saying they're going right after the First Amendment. Well, 
Governor Gavin Newsom recently aired concerns about his son's interest in Joe Rogan and Jordan Peterson. In an interview with Bloomberg, kind of a big deal, that was published, Newsom was asked if he has discussed artificial intelligence with any of his four children. The governor confirmed that he has and offered insight into concerns about his kids gravitating towards micro-cults. I really worry about the misinformation, disinformation about what's happening with our country. But I really worry about these micro-cults that my kids are in. I say micro-cults because I don't know if there's a better way to describe it. My son is asking about Andrew Tate, Jordan Peterson, and then immediately he's talking about Joe Rogan. And I'm like, here, here's the pathway. Well, if you're calling them mini cults, ones like that, aren't you trying to suppress what they're saying? All I'm doing is asking questions here. I I, I mean... Hey, cowboy. Hey, sassy Pammy. You're not just doing this to make your wife jealous. I am. Yep. Good morning to you. Um, he says, for the record, neither Rogan or Peterson or Tate are cult leaders. Well, thank you. Appreciate that. Each of them have a cult following on social media. They are widely popular, famous. Well, if they're widely popular, then you really can't call it a cult following, can you? Each of them is also critical of authoritative politicians and believes in leaders like Newsom falls into that category. But the biggest thread that concerns them is they believe strong men are important for society. Perhaps it is telling them that Newsom's son is attracted to them. What? (laughs) You want to talk about disinformation. That's all this is. Joe Rogan has never taken a political side. He says who he likes and why he likes them. He's had people like, he hasn't had Donald Trump on, and Donald Trump has wanted to go on. So how would he be a giant Donald Trump supporter? Oh, because he's had Alex Jones on the show before? Well, he's had Jordan Peterson on the show before, too, who is a, a, a widely criticized speaker from Canada who is a genius, in my opinion. Uh, the term hypocrisy does not exist in the Democratic Dictionary. So strong men are not important to society. I guess not. Jordan Peterson is also incredibly educated, philosophical, academic. I thought the left believed in education. Then again, he wants to give hope to men who have felt disenfranchised and worthless. And we can't have that anymore. As Baldwin would say, no, 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 no. No, 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 no. Joe's actually mostly liberal. He can be, but but the thing is, he's never said it. He has everybody on his show. He's had JFK Jr. on his show. He's had conservatives on his show. He likes to have good conversations with people. I like Joe Rogan. I don't listen to him because I'm afraid I would take some of his shit because I think he's a very talented guy. It takes a lot for me to say that as a, a, to, about another broadcaster. 
because I am the greatest. Bottom line, Newsom's son is using critical thinking, and Gavin is worried. You're goddamn right. Where, where's that sound effect? You're goddamn right. Yeah. Joe Rogan and Russell Brand should star in a cop buddy movie called Fuck Your Canceling Attempts. Oi, I'm Russell Brand. I'm going to be on Joe Rogan. I wonder if Rogan has, has approached that. Or I wonder if Spotify is saying, no, we don't want to do that. No, we don't want to do that. Because I tell you what, they have fucking kicked. What is it? Rumble is the only one that, that Russell Brand is on now. That's just bullshit. Trying to make him Danny Masterson without the evidence. I've heard him talk with people. He's always learned more, uh, lean towards being liberal, but he's never said this is who I'd vote for. No, he don't. And, and that's the thing I like about it. I pretty much don't. Look, he's a Boston guy, Massachusetts, staunchly liberal and has been forever. But once again, I don't hold that against him. I still find him funny. I find him talented. There's a lot of people out there whose politics I fucking hate. And 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 if I choose not to listen to them or not to go to their movies because I hate them so much, that's on me. They don't care. They're still making their millions of dollars, but I do it for me. Most of these people, I don't give a shit about what they just make me laugh. If I really cared about what Will Ferrell said, I would have probably stopped seeing movies after probably Anchorman. He's still on YouTube, but demonetized. Okay, that's still bullshit. I mean, I mean, come on. I don't understand our world anymore. But I didn't we have a lot of evidence against OJ? Didn't we have a lot of evidence against him? And he walked free. And then there's Russell Brand, who, by the way, who, by the way, there's no evidence. There are no police reports. Nothing. And they're taking all this shit away. I mean, look, look, OJ was guilty before he was proven innocent. That one makes me roll my eyes. And in the court of public opinion, there's nothing you can do about it. Melissa Brand, like him, hate him, I don't care. He's been accused of something. He should be able to clear his name. And you shouldn't be able to punish him for it, especially when there's no evidence against him. And now I have to defend Russell fucking Brand? Oi, I'm Russell Brand. Oh, I've had every kind of drug addiction and sex addiction there is. Oi, fucking hate the guy. The problem with the OJ trial wore the LAPD fucking up the investigation. Oh, it was just all so fucking terrible. Now, in in, um, in something that shouldn't, I, I would surprise, surprise, surprise. Uh, California Governor Gavin Newsom's recent defense of Hunter Biden. 
against allegations of nepotism and shady business deals follows emails from Biden's infamous laptop showing the president's son donated thousands of dollars to Newsom's gubernatorial campaign and lent his name to multiple fundraisers on his behalf. I don't know enough about the details of that. I mean, I've seen a little of that, Newsom said, when asked if Hunter Biden did anything inappropriate leveraging his father's name in business dealings. Meaning that if we can get now, 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 now let's all gather around. Let's, let, let's hold hands, shall we, ask family? Let's hold hands and say this out loud and hope that the universe takes our word and runs with it. Let's find us that journalist. Let's find us that, that next journalist that we named journalistic awards after, like the Edward R. Murrow Award. Let us find that journalist that unravels this a little too much, and now we have business dealings with Gavin Newsom and Hunter Biden. Oh, it must be Christmas. Oh, let this one be it. Oh, because I'm going to tell you this right now. If Hunter can fuck up Gavin Newsom, Gavin Newsom isn't afraid to show his rat teeth. Oh, he is not. I mean, look, look, he's pretty much the head of the Democratic Party in California. And when people were calling Larry Elder the black face of white supremacy, he had no problem with that. Let this be the one that does it. Let everything come out here. Let's fill the fucking Virginia prisons with these scumbags. Oh, my God, let's do it, shall we? Pink Taco! Shit, that make your pussy throb right there. <laughs> Says, yo, Arnie, and the ass family. James O'Keefe and Ashley Biden's diary, and next thing you know, the FBI will be raiding his home. And they'll maybe actually do something about it. But let this be the one. Just, 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 just let it be. How great would that be if Hunter took out both his father and Gavin Newsom? I mean, we are talking about the fuck-up of all family fuck-ups. Man, you can roll your Roger Clintons out there. Dare I, dare I say that this is rivaling the ultimate sibling that almost wrecked the presidency that was terrible anyway. I'm talking about the one and only Billy Carter. Oh, goddamn, Billy Carter was a fucking redneck like there was no tomorrow. Boy, when they got him on TV, you thought you were watching Hee Haw. That's the president's brother. I, I do not recall one time. I need to see. I need to see. Um, image of Billy Carter at White House. 
I don't think, was he ever there? Did he ever, did, oh, oh, there is a picture of him there. Oh, my God. Oh. Fucking Billy Carter. Hunter Biden is about to surpass them. Mm-mm-mm. How about we lock up the Bidens and the Trumps and do America a favor? Well, we got we to gather up them Clintons, too, and maybe the Obamas. Let's get them all in the same place. Any Bushes? We'll, we'll bring them in, too. You Kennedys, you don't even think about it. You're not bulletproof. Um, some news to report, but I'm very confused about it. Um, the Hollywood writers will now vote on whether to accept a tentative deal to end their strike. Joe Biden says he applauds the decision. Uh, I, 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 I need some new murder, she wrote. How come I haven't seen a new Golden Girls in a while? Now, why isn't there more urination in that? I mean, it's in the title. So, from what I've heard, I hear the writers are pretty much getting about 95% of the shit they're asking for. So, they're probably going to agree to the deal, which means the writers are coming back to work. Now, this is where my conundrum starts. Yeah, yeah let, 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 let's just take a, a, a quick trip, shall we? Uh, that's about 146 days ago when this uh, whole strike started. You remember the actors came out and they said, we're going to go on strike in support of the writers. Right? They, they, they were going on strike to support the writers. They weren't going to work. They weren't going to do anything until they supported the. Which to me sounds like, hey, when the writers come back, you guys are coming back too, right? Well, and the immortal words of Lee Corso. Not so fast, my friend. The actors strike. They're not included in this deal because it's a a dealing with the writers of America. They're going to stay on strike. I, 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 I don't understand that. I don't get it. Now, now, do you want the same AI stuff and all that kind of bullshit? Because if you're going to talk about getting paid per viewing, per streaming network, I'm going to go ahead and just say, fuck right on off. Okay? Just fuck right on off. You signed your deals. These deals are fucking in gold for the rest of your careers. And, hey, you don't have to have a career from now on if you don't sign the contract. You get paid when your movie gets sold between... Uh, the way actors get paid is this. You know you know when they go on uh, talk shows, they get paid like $1,500? Did you know that? So when the movie comes out, they make all their money on that movie, right? And if they have back-end deals, you know, with 
merchandise and all that kind of shit. They're getting paid on that. Okay, they get resi- And then they get residuals. So whenever the movie is played on TNT, like if you're in the movie The Avengers, you're going to get rich from just TNT playing that damn movie over and over again. All right? Now, when they sell it then to a streaming company, you get money from that as well. Because in the streaming company, you say, hey, we have all the Avengers. Come here and watch us. And people will go watch them there. Right? What the actors want is when they go to the streaming service, if little Johnny loves the Avengers and he watches it 400 times, those actors want to be paid the 400 times that little Johnny watched it. There aren't enough calculators in the world to to figure out how much money you're going to make. Actors want to be paid for every time their work has been viewed. And that's, I got, I, I got to say, that is, uh, they're going to do one of a few things here. They're going to end their, li- end their livelihoods. Um, because that's just, that, that's just stupid. So we can expect then pretty much every music artist never to write another song. Because they'll want to be paid for every time their product is listened to. Meaning when you buy the album, they get money. But now you're going to have to send them money every time you play Back in Black. How about the goodie bags they get at award ceremonies? They range between, and, and they get taxed on them. And a lot of times what they do is they give the stuff to their assistants. But those goodie bags can range anywhere from... You know, ten grand for a shitty award show, and and I'm saying a ten back grand goodie bag, up until the Academy the Academy Awards one year was almost like a million dollar goodie bag. Sunglasses, you know, chocolate made from the the back of virgin sheep. Yeah, you, you know, really caviar's caviar. And they have to pay tax on it, so usually what they do is they, they'll take it and they'll just gift it out to people. Their assistants, things like that. And the assistants get it, and they don't realize that they have to claim all this, and they get thrown in jail, and then they get a new assistant, and they just do that over and over to them because, well, celebrities are pieces of shit. I'm sure Mage could figure out the calculation. Oh, I know he could, but he's busy on a flight right now. Um... You know, I'm, I'm, I'm just, I saw this story. Oh, and I just had to laugh. I just had to laugh. I, I, I'm sorry that I have to laugh at this. Oh, ask family, are you ready? Scientists reveal the actual date the Earth will face a mass extinction that wipes out all human beings. Ogre, I know that you are on the edge of your seat right now, just like I was when I saw that. I was hoping it was like three weeks from Thursday. Scientists revealed the day Earth will face a mass extinction that wipes out all humans 
and it will be happening in 250 million years. But that's if we were to stop burning fossil fuels right now. So, so since we're not going to stop burning fossil fuels, does it go from like 250 million years to like 100 million years? Mage is still waiting for his plane. Probably doing calculations. Uh, the official date is not fucking soon enough. Gas up them vehicles. Bring it on. I've survived three end-of-the-world dates so far. What do we tell the climate change people? That, 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 that they're right. The climate change people are 100% correct because we're going to die in 250 million years if and only if we stop burning fossil fuels. How dare you? I saw that, and I, I just started laughing. There is no just Ken. No, no, it's Ken Dog. Ken Dog's in the house. He says UFO didn't work. Let's try mass extinction event in 250 million years. Does Mage have his abacus with him? Yes, it's called his brain. Hello. He's a Pacific Rimmer. They're all good at math. Mage, I really hope that you have earbuds in. And like this was in a plane of Japanese people waiting to get on a plane that just heard me said, he's from the Pacific Rim and they're all good at math. Because I know I probably offended one of them. And by the way, if I did not offend one of them, then let me just say... My mom says there's a lot of black people in China. There you go. Pacific Rim is a Filipino porn category. Uh, I thought Greta said five years, six years ago. Oh, she did. Yeah, she did. See, this is a more... I think this is far more accurate. 250 million years. So why should I give a flying fuck? Do you think anybody is going to know who I am 250 million years ago from now? Shit, dogs and cats are probably going to have fucking humans as pets in 250 million years. When you give that number, you need to give the Dr. Evil Pinky 250 million years. Wait, Rimming, but Applebee's isn't open yet. Oh, it's about five minutes away on the East Coast, my friend. They start them riblets early on the East Coast. Calculations don't account for greenhouse gases emitted by the burning of fossil fuels and other human-caused sources, so the date of our demise will likely be even sooner. What? Sooner than 250 million years? It would be the first mass extinction since the dinosaurs died out around 66 million years ago. (laughs) 
wait, wait, we only have 60 million years left? Why do I give a fuck? Uh, maybe Gre- Greta Heard just put out her cigarette and says, Motherfucker, let me get off this tugboat. I don't, uh, but when I do my math, you will see my hand move like I have an abacus. Also, I have a noise-canceling earbud. Okay, good. Thank God. 250 million years. You know what? That's a bullshit number, too. They said that we can't figure out 250 million years. Sounds good. Fuck it. <laughs> no shit. Aim higher than your own lifetime so you won't get ridiculed again. I mean, these are the same people. Look, look, the, these come. These people are cut from the same cloth that can't predict fucking weather seven days in advance anymore. And the shifting of the plates in 250 years, we could have Pangina again. Pangea, where the world is all one continent. No, thank you. I don't want to be connected to you, all you motherfuckers out there. Hey, uh, I'm certain that we will have advanced technology by then. You know what, you, Ralphie? I'm not. 250 million years? Shit, we might be able to put metal in a microwave by then. That's just an old joke. I know you can do it now. It's just an old shitty joke. Come on. Two hundred and then, and then this this story was released yesterday. This one made me laugh too. Uh, Lego, not not my egos. Legos, the actual building blocks that 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 bratty kid is a, a fucking savant at. Lego has uh, given up its efforts to make bricks from recycled plastic bottles, not because it's too costly. But because it didn't reduce CO2 emissions. No, that's a shitter. What? Wait, what? I applaud the efforts. I I, I did. Look, look, once again, once again. I, I'm no tree-hugging hippie liberal. I, uh, Lego thing is a bit misleading. They're still looking at better ways to produce bricks. Uh, but with this current tech, it's not feasible. They are, however, starting to use plant material. For some, and, and, and great. Super duper. And, and, and I think that's awesome. I think that companies want to do this to leave, their, leave it a better place and not be responsible for the greenhouse. I, uh, awesome. I think it's fantastic if they want to do that. My only problem is that when they start doing that stuff, the costs start to go up. And with the current inflation that we have right now, we don't need material costs to go up for these products. These are these are kids' toys. You know, the the adults in the world. We're the ones who are are the ones who are responsible for all the shit that's out there. 
now we're going to fucking punish kids and their toys and make them too expensive so mom and dad can't get them. It's a sad day. It's a sad day. And and look, in, in all in favor of, you know, somebody came out and, and said uh, whales are dying because of, uh, I forgot what it was, and then somebody shot back and said, no, it's all the windmills that are out in the ocean that are killing all these whales. I don't know what it is, but whatever it is, fucking stop it. If it's one of those two things, then stop it. Nice part is the way Legos are currently made. They last decades, so it's not like they're getting dumped into landfills. Very true. Very, very true. Um, but it just shows that that you can try and try and try and do this. And you know what? I'm betting at least I appreciate what Lego's doing here because they're being honest. Do you know how many companies probably figured that out? That their plastic products, it, that it doesn't reduce the CO2 level? But it costs a little bit more? Do you know how many of them still claim they're doing it? Because it looks good. Makes people go, oh, they're they're climately re- responsible. I'm not. Boy, I wasn't yesterday for sure. <laughs> so, I've had this hankering lately for for ice cream sandwiches, but but only one ice cream sandwich in particular. It's one that we always had in high school and in every school I had, and it was Blue Bell's cookies and cream ice cream. Tell you, it, it, people usually ask me what my favorite ice cream is. And I'll just tell them, you know, the, I'll tell them the white chocolate almond was good. If I have to give a, 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 a middle-of-the-road park answer for, for favorite ice cream, it's cookies and cream. Cookies and cream the best ice cream in the world. Yeah, I'll fight you to death on that. Um, but they used to make ice cream sandwiches, and I found out they still do, but nobody sells them. That we were told they were sold in, in convenience stores. I've been to like six 7-Elevens. I'm thinking the 7-Eleven and Bluebell don't get along. So I went to, I, I got this real bright idea. Go to CVS. They have ice cream there. So going to CVS, and I'm walking around there, and I, I need to get some soap. So I pick up some soap because they're the only ones that sell Coast anymore. I don't know why. And I'm in an aisle, and I didn't realize that there was a gal like, like working on the the end cap where I was. And let me tell you, I let one fly. (whistles) And it was loud, and it was bubbling at the end. It was one of those blah, 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 blah. And I just kind of laughed at myself until I turned around, and I just saw her sitting there, and I was like, well, (laughs) I'm just going to have to walk this one out. But I did get a, a container of the... Because they didn't have the ice cream sandwiches there. So I got a container of it. Uh, Delta's math teacher asked if he could change to advanced math. He asked, what's the difference between advanced math and the class in now? Teacher says, like when we're doing uh, all the people in the class will know how to do it because the stupid people won't be in the class. Then Delta said, I thought it would just be a room full of Asian people. And the teacher fell down laughing. Seven Eleven won't sell milk because they're cow products, and well, you know, yeah, it's Seven Eleven, yeah. Rite Aid Thrifty had those ice cream sandwiches. Oh, they're so good, they're so delicious. 
But so was the ice cream. So I, I, I had half a small container of that last night. Oh, and then I found Denty Moore at Sam's Club. Found like a big old like 10-pack of Denty Moore at, at, at Sam's Club. Whoo, that Denty Moore is some good shit. Let me tell you. I think we're going to Portillo's though today. It's going to be a fantastic day. All right. Um, first two songs, get it here. I have not had time to... Uh, to pick the Ask Arnie song, so I need two. So the first two that get mentioned, 775-357-FANS is the number. ArnieRadio1 at gmail.com. A one, a two, a one, two, three, go! How the girls all get prettier at closing time How they all begin to look like movie stars how the girls all get prettier at closing time When the change starts taking place It puts the glow on every face Of the fallen angels of the backstreet bars If I could rate them on a scale from one to ten I'm looking for a nine, but eight could work right in A few more drinks and I might slip the five out even four When tomorrow morning comes And I wake up with the number one I swear I'll never do it anymore How the girls all get prettier at closing time How they all begin to look like movie stars How the girls all get prettier at closing time when the train starts taking place, it puts a glow on every face of the fallen angels on the backstreet ball. Hey, hey, Criticize the girls at all Cause I'm no Robert Redford Even overhaul But we all pictured in our minds A girl that looks just right <laughs> Now ain't it funny, ain't it strange The way a man's opinions change When he starts to face that lonely night All the girls all get prettier how they all begin to look like movie stars How the girls all get prettier at closing time And when the change starts taking place It puts a glow on every face of the fallen angels On the backstreet bars oh, oh. The fallen angels About one, I spotted a queen and I started to make my move. 
just too cool Well, I thought I had died and gone to heaven But Lord, did I look like a fool Last night I came in at two with a ten But at ten I woke up with a two Last night I came in at two with a ten But at ten I woke up with a two I got twenty-twenty vision when I ain't drinking But Lord, when I get on that booze I ain't never gone to bed with an ugly woman But I sure woke up with a few Last night I came in at two with a ten But at ten I woke up with a two
precious babies today While the crazes and the freaks Girl, you won't believe what's on the streets I'm a-coming on home, mama, to you and spit Cause they're all as ugly as sin Why, even Dracula wouldn't be caught with one of them Outstanding in the field of things that are unreal It's all too ugly tonight It's all too ugly tonight ArnieRadio.com The biggest podcaster around Not necessarily in listeners and downloads I just mean he could stand to hit the treadmill every once in a while Jesus man, you ever hear of a salad? No? Alright the Arnie State Show. Call 775-357-FANS yeah. or 775-376-EZEZ. Roll Tide! Hell yeah, I'm saying it, baby. I need Alabama to win every game by 50 points to make our win look that much bigger. Roll Tide, baby! I know you got your big ones coming up, but Roll Tide! Probably the last time I'll ever say that because, well, we join the conference with him next year, and I ain't going to say that shit ever again. I'm sure that Warburg just crashed his car. Sorry about that, buddy. I should have warned you about that. Um, <laughs> if this is your first week listening to the show, welcome to the show. Um, you're you're, you're kind of getting spoiled this week because tomorrow Tommy's going to be on. You had Lake Tahoe Joe Murphy, uh, a guest spot yesterday. Lake Tahoe Joe Murphy comes back to his normal time on Thursday. And this just in, I, I'm pretty sure of this, my buddy Hutch, political science uh, professor um, up in Wyoming or Montana, one of them big old states up there where there's a lot of like buffalo and shit. He's going to be on the show because there is a Republican debate happening on Wednesday night. And he's one of my go-to guys who I like talking politics with. Uh, just to let you know, very conservative guy. But he's also a lot of fun. And we'll talk college football. And he is also a Dallas Cowboy fan. So I'm sure that we'll have plenty of shit to talk about how fucking horrible Dak Prescott is. Don't get me started. Don't, don't get me started, people. I'm just telling you right now because it's time. Oh, what a beautiful yep. morning. Welcome to Mail Call. All right, scumbag, pay attention. It's time for Mail Call. Okay, now what the fuck do you want? Now, look here. It's time for listener mail. You send me mail at arnieradio1 at gmail.com. And usually on Wednesdays, I read them. But tomorrow, Tommy's going to be here, so we ain't going to do listener mail on Wednesday. So we're doing it today. So, uh, by the way, always brought to you by our dear friends over at JS Floors, the best flooring store in the West. The rest, oh, dear Lord. The rest, well, when, they, when, when you're stupid and you decide, well, we're going to hire these guys to save a few bucks here and there. When they come over to put in your floors, what they're not telling you is they're also installing industrial-strength flypaper. That's right. To where when you get up and you walk on it, you're stuck. And then they come over and they got flypaper-proof shoes on. And they bring their trans senior uh, sex workers that they have. And they pose them in front of you so they can film slow gap animation 
to make those creepy fucking claymation porns like Rudolph all at the behest and amusement of the princes of Shittistan. It's disgusting. You know who doesn't do this? My friend Jesse at JS Floors. Hell, I don't even think he likes claymation. Let alone get his hand on industrial strength flypaper. I mean, that's something you got to get at the Pentagon. He doesn't have ties to the Pentagon. Where he has ties to is the flooring world. He will put in the best floors available to you. Give him a call at 775-267-4123. Okay, now what the fuck do you want? All right, now now I asked, uh, because I did not rehearse this morning. <clears throat> the pipes are a little uh, rusty. I said, I, I need songs. So Scott said, my way, and then Donald said, radio, blah, blah. So we will do those two songs. Uh, here we go. First one. Uh, no, first one is this one. Dummy. Oh, we got to get the right settings and all that kind of stuff. I got to work on the Elvis version of this one because I like the Elvis version too. But this one, uh, here you go.
magic that's magic in the recording world right there solid gold solid fucking gold now next one donald this one's for you buddy how would this sound with this Rad. 
Radio blah blah. Radio poo poo. Radio hehe. All we hear is radio blah blah. Radio poo poo. Radio what's new? Radio no one still likes you. The original second track. Until I lost it. You were so thin, and now you're fat. I just can't help but laugh at that. What went on with you know who? She turned into a tub of goo. She's so fat, she fills my part. I'd hate to be there whenever she farts. So you just watch me pass you. Uh, then we'll know that you're the issue. You had your time. You were admired. And we can't wait till you get fired. Ask our name. All we hear is radio ha-ha. Radio poo poo, radio hee hee. All we hear is radio ha ha, radio hoo poo, radio pa pa. All we hear is radio dong dong, radio shit shit, radio hee hee. Friend. Radio, we all say fuck. There you go, right there. Boy, oh boy, this is going to be some good mail here today. I tell you what. I'm fired up, baby. All right, first one here. Christopher says four. For what? Uh, this one is from Holly. It says, Dear Arnie, I was hoping that you could help with something. My husband and I are starting to plan for what we're going to do for the holidays. Here's the problem. <clears throat> My husband's family are rude, drunk, and nasty people. <laughs> well, whatever you do, Holly, don't hold back. <laughs> How do I say that I don't want to spend extended, if any, time with them at Christmas? Woo! Boy, oh boy, this is... Mm. Holly, does he know that you think they are rude, drunk, nasty people? American Idol worthy. That is love. I love that. Absolute gold. Thank you. Radio Wine Rack. That's funny. Um, does he know that these are your feelings towards his family? Because if he doesn't know, you got some explaining to do. Um, I don't know how long y'all been married, says my husband and I. So you, you know his families are, are terrible. See, this is, and I know that, that hindsight is always twenty twenty. Hindsight is always the best vision you can see. 
I imagine there are a lot of people that fall in love, and they do everything, and whirlwind romance gets wrapped up, and they don't talk about the future. And they accept each other's families. You know, they might have some white trash in their family. Oh, no big deal. You know, and then when you get married, you have to understand that you're going to have to spend some time maybe with these people. Or maybe not. Maybe your husband doesn't like them. Uh, Christmas tree goes up next week. I'm, I'm shocked it's taking this long. I'm shocked that I got a whole month. Um... Because if he doesn't know, and you blindside him with this here in September 26th, three months from yesterday is Christmas. Oh, wow. Put that in perspective. Godwin's girl says, I have a great idea. Talk to your husband. If you're asking me, then I, I kind of, my, my spidey senses are kind of going off here that he doesn't know that you think his family are rude, drunk, nasty people. And you're, what you're asking me is, how do I break that to him? Well, personally, I would like it in video form and you send it to me to see, so I can see his reaction. But I know that's asking for a lot. Um, I have to agree. Uh, talk to your husband. Tell him. I, I'm in favor of ripping the Band-Aid clean off. Only Christmas will be just with my uh, kids unless you'd like me to invite my mom or dad. No. I don't even want, I don't even want your kids here. I want one of your kids here. Safety guy says he may agree with you. He could. He could. And, and and you've been racking your brains. You've been you've been worried about this holly. You're thinking about the holidays already. But I gotta say that if he saw if y'all are talking about the holidays and his family has come up, see this is where he, this is where my training as a, uh, a, a as a saint and as a doctor come in because I can read through the lines here. See, here's the deal. They've talked about Christmas. And somewhere in there he goes, well, when are we going to see my family for Christmas? Because he doesn't know that she thinks they are rude, drunk, and nasty people. Now you're going to have to tell him. I just tell my dude all of it. I wouldn't spend time with people who ruin holidays for me. Tell him to go without you if he wants to really go. Then you'll know he chooses them over you for the holidays. For us, it's me and my wife against the world. That's the way it should be. You need to communicate with your husband, and I'm sorry when you married him and not forcing your husband to now forever divorce his family unless that's his choice. But fuck, why haven't you talked to him about it? Yeah, that's left guess he'll get if you don't go, uh, don't go to his family. That is true. But, 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 but you have to remember, if they are rude, drunk, nasty people, they probably give shitty gifts. So, I mean, look, look, would you rather get... Let, 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 let's say there's five gifts that you're going to get from his family. Would you rather get five pieces of shit or, like, two pieces of good stuff? I want two pieces of good stuff. Maybe letter writer is wound up too tight. You're giving me drama vibes. If you tell him to go without you and he died, you can't hold that against him. Hmm. There's always drama at my ex-husband uh, during the holidays. 
I won't ever do that to myself again. No, I, I remember um, I truly hated the holidays at one point in my life. Uh, and that was that was I, that wasn't even when when Satana was. I, I didn't care for the holidays when I had Satana because her family was they were harmless. Her mother was a fucking bitch, but whatever. I hated when I was single, Arnie, and I spent time. And, and it, it's, it's horrible of me to say that I hated spend because I, I did not hate spending time with my dad. But we always had to spend time with Beverly's family. And the the second year that I went, oh, it was so bad. They do this bullshit gift exchange. They they do the the white elephant. You take this, and you can take this person's and all that. But but you draw names for the white elephant. So so, and and, and you're supposed to give a list of things that you want. So your white elephant giver gives you the gift that you asked for. Yet somebody can still take it. So I never understood the concept of that. So I was going to participate this this one year. And I drew Beverly's fucking uppity, fucking COPD-ridden fucking uh, daughter. And she wanted she wanted candles, like scented candles, and like her her big ticket item, like the the thing was fifty dollars. Her, her, the thing she wanted was a, a Pyrex pie dish. Okay, it's a, gla- a glass dish you can make pie in, right? You can bake in them. So Dad and I went out shopping one day when I came in, and I was looking for this. I, I, I had the can. The candles were easy. And then I found this entire set of Pyrex, including the pie dish. Including the pie dish. And it was like, altogether, it was like $50. And it was like perfect. So I took it home. And Beverly, the cunt that she was, she goes, well, that, that's not what she wanted. She just wanted the pie dish. I said, well, they didn't just have the pie dish. I bought her the whole set. The pie dish is in there. Well, she didn't want all this other stuff. You're going to need to take that back. So, so, what did I do? Because it wasn't on her list. What did I do? I took it back. Why? Because I was trying to get along. See, this is a valuable lesson to me. I should have looked at her and said, fuck it. If she doesn't want them, she can throw the other fucking pieces away. I don't give a fuck. The pie dish is in there. I ain't going anywhere else. But I took it back, and I had to go to two other places and find her a fucking pie dish. Christmas rolls around. Now, now. When they asked what I was on my list, I try to make it easy for people. I tell them places like Dillard's because Dillard's had a big and tall section. I said, gift card to Dillard's, gift card to DXL, that's the big and fat store that I shop at, or Copenhagen Snuff. That's it. You see how easy that was? That wasn't hard. Gift card, gift card, snuff. Well, we get to my time. And I know that you've all heard the story, but I'm going to tell it again. Arnie gets Beverly's fucking ugly as sin granddaughter, fucking ginger gross ass.
for the record, boys, women can't have enough making dishes. I mean, it is our role in the kitchen. Yeah, well, there you go. You said it. So I opened my first gift. There's three in there. So I'm thinking gift card to Dillard's, gift card to DXL, and some Copenhagen. Awesome. You go $20, $20, $10 in Copenhagen, perfect. First thing I opened, I kid you not, was a pack of tube socks. It was a pack of tube socks. Tube socks. If anybody knows anything about me, you know I don't wear a lot of shoes. I wear slides or I go barefoot. If I have to wear shoes, I wear cowboy boots. Sometimes I wear tennis shoes if I know I have a lot of walking to do because I'm old. At that time, I was not that old. But I still did not ask for tube socks. Second gift I get. I open it up. It's about the size of a gift card. But is it a gift card? No. Instead, instead, it was a joke book with a little thing inscribed, just in case you need some inspiration. Oh, so you don't think, first of all, that I know every joke in this book. Secondly, you think I'm that bad at my job that I need to go and get a book of jokes to make me funnier on the radio? Interesting. Beverly's family is fucking retarded. They're combining a secret Santa with a white elephant game. I guess it makes sense such a terrible people have such stupid fucked up version of Christmas. Like if Stalin and Lenin had been at Christmas, they want the gift they want, but still maintain the option to take other people's shit. Uh, socks, tie, and belt. Worst gifts given to my uncle every year when we were kids for Christmas. Did you have 10 miles? No, I did not. I had sandals on that night, Triple T. I was wearing slide sandals when Alicia made me walk through broken glass over junkies eight and a half miles to go get a, a burger after I performed on stage, for the love of God. But the last gift, the last gift is still the best. I opened the last gift, which is about the size of a gift card. Was it a gift card? Oh, God, no. No, it came with a, in a little box, and I opened it, and on the card it said, just in case you say, what the fuck? And it was a flask. By the way, at the time, 20 years sober. I looked at my dad at that moment. He looked back at me. And he just kind of shook his head, yes, you can, you can leave now, Arnie. And I said, all right, well, that's going to do it for me. And, it, and, and Beverly got a little pissed because she was a little on the drunk side. And my dad pulled her aside and said, 
she gave him a flask and he's sober. And e- even that one kind of registered for her for a second. And then the next day she said, I, I, I was taking it too hard. Once again, none of those were on my list. Just like the entire set of Pyrex I got for her daughter. But I was told to take back. But I took it too hard. So, Holly, that's why I'm not. If you get along, look, look, look here's the thing. If y'all get along with your family and have at, at Christmas time, I am very envious of you. I wish that I could have that. I, I honestly wish that that could happen. Just hasn't for me. I'm not saying it doesn't exist. But, Holly, you, this is still the first fucking mail that we've read. Um, Holly, you need, you need to talk to your husband. El Pronto. Tell her to take it all back because it wasn't on your list. No, I just left. Uh, Mr. J, I just left. I left the party and I left town. I went back to Sacramento. Did he turn pale again? It was pretty close. You should have brought a giant dildo because nobody's going to fuck her. Derek says, that's the night I missed out on. Where did, uh, where did you guys get the burger from? I, I think we got it from a burger place in, in Santa Barbara. I think that's where we walked to was a, a burger pot spot in Santa Barbara. Because, man, all, all I can remember is walking. And we were lucky. We, we found, like, a, a, a guy to give it. We got a cab to, to back to the garage where we parked, which was, like, I mean, it, it was only, it was like, a, it, I don't know, like $600 cab ride. I, I'm not sure, but it, it was crazy. All right, next one here. All right, scumbag, pay attention. It's time for mail call. Get that sandwich out of your pie hole and listen up, maggot. It's time for mail call. What the fuck do you want? This is from Gary. It says, Arnie, I just saw your post the other day about how you're awakened by another bloody nose. I used to get them all the time. Have you used ice on the bridge of your nose or on the roof of your mouth? Gary, you're, you're trying to help me, and, I, and, and you know what? I'm going to say thank you, Gary. I'm not going to mock you and go, really, I haven't tried those two fucking things? Really? You don't think I've tried putting ice on the roof of my mouth or ice on the bridge of my nose? You don't think I did that? Fred says that was a really long walk. At least as if it makes you feel any better. The garage, our car was closed, and we had to have security open it for us. Jeez. Well, that doesn't make me feel better. It just still makes me tired. Um, we had a great time talking and walking through beautiful Sacktown. Yeah, back then we didn't have to dodge too many bums. Gary, I've tried everything. Um. My doctor gave me a tip. He says to fucking blow my nose as soon as... And I was like, blow my nose? That means blood's going to go everywhere. He goes, well, you know, catch it in something. And he goes, it sounds gross, but, you know, you get your mucus in there and it'll cause a clot. And then hold your nose closed for 30 seconds or three minutes. Head down between your knees, which is what Alicia's told me. She, She never told me to blow your nose part. But the head down. And then, and then I just fucking wax it now with the Afro. I hit like 10 shots up in there. Close it all up. But I'm tired of it. And on October 31st, hopefully unless they get an open date before that, oh, I'm getting this bitch cauterized. It, this shit's getting burned closed. I kind of want to ask for no sedation. 
I kind of want to be a tough guy, but I, but I'm 52 now, and I'm not that tough anymore. Dum dum, go listen to your wife cackle on her show. Uh, what happens if your doctor says stop chewing tobacco and drinking Dr. Pepper? Well, I'll tell him he's out of his fucking mind. Just cut my damn nose off. Try to put a cotton water dental cotton in your upper lip like a dip. It can pinch the capillaries and feel the mucus uh, membranes. Safety guy, I appreciate that. I used to do that with a penny. They used to say, like, do it with a penny, too. I, I, I did one a couple weeks ago because I got a really good nosebleed a couple weeks ago where they say take a spoonful of Jello gelatin. Just take it right, the dry spoon out, and then put it up against the roof of your mouth, and somehow the gelatin will get up there and it'll close it. My mouth tasted like orange jello for the next hour. Did it work? Not really. So now, now we're going to get it cauterized. So maybe I'll have to do video of that. Be kick ass. Somebody said it leaves a bad smell in your nose for a month. You've never been in my bathroom. <laughs> That's all I got to say about that. Uh, but thank you, Gary. I appreciate it. Have I ever tried ice on my nose? You don't think I watch boxing? Come on, man. Come on, Gary. Jesus. And here, listen up. It's time for mail call. Don't move. Stay where you are. It's time for mail call. Okay, now what the fuck do you want? This is from Jesse. It says, Arnie. I was just wondering, when did Americans turn into such fucking pussies? I mean, from drugs to illegal aliens to crime to legalizing all drugs, why are the good people afraid to act? Because the good people are working. And you're starting to see the good people uh, react because the good people are losing their jobs. And when the good people lose their jobs, they're going to be pissed off. They're not going to be the ones putting their hands out saying, where's mine from the government? They're the ones going to be saying, you need to fix this so I can go back to work. It's happening. It's not happening fast enough. I agree completely. But let me, uh, let me answer your question. When did we turn into such fucking pussies? Probably around the 2000s, early 2000s. That's when we started. Uh, um, that's when we started really pussifying everything. It's about the time where everybody started getting participation trophies, and we started this crazy, crazy run of things like uh, affirmative action. Affirmative action in jobs that physical demands were more important, but they had to fill quotas. That's what I was going to say uh, when the 2000s started somewhere around there. Because if you look at the 90s, the 90s were all about prosperity. The 90s were about greed is good. The 90s were about stepping on your opponent, kicking your opponent's ass. College football in the 90s, you'd see scores of 77-3. to And then them still going for touchdown. Because that's what the 90s were about, in abundance. We wanted to fucking kick everybody's ass. And I don't know what's wrong with that. But then the 2000s. And I'll tell you what's wrong with that. 
all the people that got steamrolled in the 80s, those teams that lost 77 to 3, they had families. And they said, not on my watch. I remember how embarrassing it was to get beat 77 to 3. So guess what? We're going to stop keeping the score. Well, why play the game? Oh, it's a physical activity. No, it's a game. See, see, this this is the one thing that Gen Zers and and, and millennials they'll never understand. Our generation, we were taught to win, win, win. Winning is the only thing that fucking matters. You can play the game well. You can do good. There's no such thing as a moral victory in my world. Uh, let's see. Uh, good people still have too much to lose until they're backed into a corner. Nothing will happen. But when it does, may God have mercy on the souls who put them in that corner. Amen. Safety guy, I couldn't agree more. I said, don't wake that side up. Even evil happens when good people choose to do nothing. You have to make time for things that are important to you. If this shit is important enough to anyone, which it fucking should be, at the bare fucking minimum, people need to call up their representatives or governors. Yes, that's the bare minimum. If you have sick days, use them for days that count. 1993, girls at my high school started wanting to play football instead of cheerleading. Did they let them? I mean, there was a story last week about the first girl to play Division I college football at some small little shit school that get beat a billion and nothing if they played anybody. Just going to tell you right now what happens when that girl gets hurt on the football field. Because let me tell you something. See, a lot of these kids that are football players, especially Division I football players, they're all about winning because winning will get them the millions they desire, okay? And you're not going to stand in between them. As long as money can still motivate people, we will have winners in this world. And this girl who's playing college football right now, hey, I'll give it up to her. She made the team. I'm, I'm sure there weren't any fucking, you know, sidesteps for her to take whatsoever. But when she has to run a middle route or she has to cover a middle route as a safety and she gets the fucking shit knocked out of her, I don't want to see Sports Center shut down. I don't want I, I don't want my fucking coverage of the Texas Oklahoma game to go to, you know, the shit stained school of the West to see this girl carted off the field. Cause I'll sit there and I'll say, I told you so. Coaches were coaches and told them they would get killed, go back home, good. Early millennials, a.k.a. Gen Y, are different than late, uh, latter man, man, uh, millennials. I hate these words. See, I don't blame all millennials. That next one, Gen Y? No. Uh-uh. See, I know a lot of millennials that are good, hardworking people, and they hate being stuck in that category. And here's the problem. I'll be the first one to admit it's Gen X's fault. Gen X were the parents that raised these pussies. See, Gen X were those kids that were beat 77 to nothing and said, no, I'm not going to do that. Uh, 
Gen X is the generation that, that thought, oh, being a latchkey kid is so hard and it's so terrible. I want to be home with my kids all the time because my friends are going to be my, my, my kids are going to be my best friend. My parents couldn't stand to hang out with me because I was a fucking kid. Nobody wants to hang out with a kid, especially when my mom and dad were still drinking. You think my dad enjoyed having to drag me to the VFW? I sure did, because I got to learn a lot of cool words there. No! Nobody wants to hang out with a kid. At least back then they didn't. And then these Gen X parents turn in, oh, I'm going to hang out with my kid. My kid's going to be my best friend. Not all Gen X parents. I know a lot of Gen X parents that did it the right way. One of the hosts is going to be in tomorrow. But it was around the 2000s when, when all this happened, when, when, when we started just giving in. Isn't she the kicker? No, the, the kicker, this girl is the first position player other than a kicker to play. She plays safety on some small school. The kicker was at Vanderbilt last year, and that was all a political stunt or a publicity stunt. Because she ain't on the team this year. And by the way, when the kicker got healthy, they kicked her off the team. Don't provoke me to the point of lashing out and then try to play victim. I will destroy you and not lose any sleep over it. Yep. Mm-hmm. Politicians and selfish and drunk with power. None of them are there for the right reason and for the good of the country. You got that right. I'm a millennial born in 85. I was always considered Gen Y until last decade or so. Then I became millennial. And you know what? You're probably a very hardworking millennial. Because there are a lot of hardworking women. How could they say you were Gen Y? I was still 80. Gen X was until 81. Millennials were next. Currently raising my kids as kids, not my friends since 1989. Damn right. Nessary Ruffles, Kathy Ireland. Ooh, yeah, she looked good in that movie. Dumb movie, though. Movie that I'm in. I'm in a crowd scene in that. Those people that are born right around the cusp area, they still had the good parents. They had the parents that were good, that raised them as children and then turned them into adults, didn't raise them as their best friend. Hardworking, but I still don't trust you millennials. <laughs> Mate says, I was born in 81. I hate when people call me that. I was talking to some kids on the football team, and they, they told me, I'm bitching because that's how I was raised in the late 1900s. Holy shit, I made those fucks run almost five miles for that shit. Oh, if somebody said that I was born in the late 1900s, I would whoop their ass. What were the late 1900s like? They were fucking glorious. That's what they were. Strip clubs, wet t-shirt contests, drunk fucking Padre Island trips. The late 1900s were what we would call glorious. And then you fucks ruined it all. You took it all away from us. We were having fun. We were living by the mantra of Casey and the Sunshine Band. We're going to do a little dance. We're going to get down tonight. That's what we're going to do because that's what we did. 
and you people ruined it because then you wanted everybody to come to the party. You know what happens when everybody comes to the party? A fight breaks out. That's what happens. This is why we can't have parties anymore because fights break out. Mm-hmm. Because everybody went, oh, we have to invite everybody. Well, I feel bad. You, you parents still got to do that shit, don't you? If little Johnny or little fucking, you know, Susie N is having a birthday during the school year and y'all have a birthday party, you got to invite the whole damn class, don't you? Boy, that, that right there, it, I, I'm going I'm to tell you something right there. That, that, that is the biggest fucking just chop to your kid's fucking brain, knowing they can't trust you. Because I tell you this, if my dad would have invited my mortal enemies from class, I wouldn't want to be at the party. Golden age of action movies and actresses showed tasteful boob. Damn right they did. Not this page. Oh, I know you're not, Alicia. I, I, I'm not saying them all. Not saying them all at all. I don't know if I can say all more times than that. I'm not saying them all at all at all at all at all. But come on, man. See, and the next email gets into it. And, and you know what? Now it's fucking on. Now, now, now you might see me come a little unhinged, people. Don't move. Stay where you are. It's time for mail call. Suck in your gut. It's time for mail call. Okay, now what the fuck do you want? This is from Heather. Let me read it the way Heather probably wanted it written. Uh, let me read Mr. J first. I was born in 83, and despite being grouped with the millennial generation, I share zero of those attributes. There's a truck driver that works for a different company that I see every day. Old guy, veteran, nice guy, pulled up to my truck a couple weeks ago and said, you know, for a young guy, you're not like the rest of these pussies in your generation. I didn't need validation, but it was nice. That's fantastic. This is from Heather. So, Arnie, Arnie. I read your review for the Expendables, and I'm very confused about something. What do you have against having women in movies like this? I saw it, and Megan Fox can handle the shit thrown at her. I just like the fact that more people can now be a part of action movies. That's from Heather. Well, Heather... On behalf of men everywhere... Fuck you too! Fuck you too! You want to know why I have a problem with it? Because they don't belong. I'll say it. I ain't afraid to say it. They don't belong. Action movies are ours. Get the fuck out. Charlize Theron, get out. Jennifer Lawrence and your Red Swallow movie, get out! Young aren't wanted. Megan Fox and the Expendables, get out! Look, the Expendables is a big flop. Wow. Wow. I mean, it, it lost to the Nun Part 2. It only made $8 million over the weekend. That's the end of that franchise. And I got to say, thank God. Good Lord. And... On behalf of Safety Guy. So shut up, bitch! (laughs) 
had their first day listening. Look, y'all want to have your own women action movies? You go right ahead, because I ain't going to go to it. You know why? Because it ain't believable. It's a farce. Really? Charlize Theron can beat up Jean-Claude Van Damme? Really? I don't think so. I don't think so. So what you're telling me is Angela Bassett is going to fuck up Mr. T? Nope. Terry Crews? Nope. So what you're saying is Jennifer Lawrence is going to be single-handedly taking on Arnold Schwarzenegger, Sylvester Stallone, Chuck Norris, and Dolph Lundgren. No! It's not believable. It doesn't pass the smell test. It smells like shit. Now, I've watched some of these movies. The the Charlize Theron movie where she was a Russian spy. It was on Netflix. And she was this, like, Billy badass on there. And I'm sitting there going, come on, man. Billy Jack would have whooped her ass. You don't know who Billy Jack is. He's a man that said, I'm going to put this foot on that part of your face, and I'm going to put this foot on that part of your face. Legendary movie. He was standing up for the engines, though. Not the call centers. Boy, and, and I got to give it up to Christopher. Holy shit, did Megan Fox have the makeup on in that movie. Which, which, which is another thing. I'm sitting there watching this going, okay, you're a band of mercenaries. When do you have time to sit down and put six hours worth of makeup on? But She-Ra would stomp He-Man. No, it wouldn't. No, because He-Man's fucking tiger cat thing would have tore her ass in half because she smelled like tuna. Those kind of movies should have guns, bombs, kill scenes, and hot women. That's it. And the hot women are fucking just, they're trinkets in the movie. They're at a strip club. We get to see some nipples. Fantastic. Okay, got the nipples. Let's see somebody cut in half with a corkscrew. I don't need, look, look, I understand that you want to be a part of everything. You want to play in the reindeer games. That's fine, Rudolph. Just tell me. Just, just, just let me know that I, I've got to go straight to Netflix and watch Michael Jai White kick somebody's ass. As a badass karate man that he is, give me all, give me all these Netflix guys. I, I don't know the one, the the, the fella that was uh, in John Wick uh, Four, played the fat guy. He's got a bunch of movies. There's a movie where he's got like fucking silver teeth. Some Scott Atkinson, that dude's a bad motherfucker. How come he wasn't in this? I could have gladly taken him over Megan Fox or the other broad in the movie who served no purpose whatsoever except to have a crush on Randy Couture, which no one would do. They can be in action movies, the eye candy. Sure, sure. I don't but 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 here's the thing. They can run the company. I don't want to see her with a gun. Or kicking her shoes off, starting to do karate moves because she's some, some kind of badass as well. Uh-uh. I didn't like that in John Wick 4. When old Japanese fella who got, he got uh, shanghai in his own damn place. 
I use that for the racial epitaph of Shanghai. And then, and then his damn daughter wants to come out and try to fight. I'm like, no. You're going to put a gal against John Wick? I mean, we already did that with Halle Berry, but Halle Berry's fighting was done by dogs. That was pretty kick-ass, too. But come on. You want to see chicks in action movies? Go watch the Kill Bill series. You know what? You know what? Let, let, you know what? <laughs> Battleborn, comment of the day. Now, see... Nowhere in there did I say you can't make a good one. Quentin Tarantino made two brilliant chick action movies. Kill Bill 1 and Kill Bill 2. Phenomenal. Phenomenal. The training scenes. All that kind of stuff where you could kind of get past that thing and go, well, okay, I can imagine this chick is pretty badass. She can punch through a... An inch thing of of wood, solid wood, with just being an inch away. Fantastic. I believe it. She knew karate, and she could handle a sword. And she mainly fought other chicks. I mean, Bud was dispatched by a fucking black mamba spider, or snake. Bill, she gave him the the five-finger exploding death punch, which I still want to learn. Oh, I've tried to learn it in that movie. Alicia, I know that you're our jujitsu expert here. Is there truly a five-finger exploding death punch or a five-point exploding death punch that you can teach me? That's about, I mean, she beat all the the Japanese guys, but they're all half Uma Thurman size. I mean, the the crazy 88s that she killed, that was just a kick-ass scene. That was just ridiculous. See, that, 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 that's ridiculous good action. No, there's not. Oh, it, it didn't. Do you have to say that? Did your sensei make you say that? Okay. I understand there's, there's no five-finger palm exploding, you know, heart scene punch. Don't forget Ellen Ripley, bitch. Fought. Uh, no, I, I'm not putting Ellen Ripley in there. I, I, no, what? Put Princess Leia in there. No, see, and that's why I didn't like new Star Wars either. No, come on. Karate is gay. All right. All right, but yes, uh, Heather. I yes, I I, I hate. Action movies that star chicks because I think it's uh, I think it's a farce. Suck in your gut. It's time for mail call. Not bucket. It's time for mail call. What's breaking bricks doing for you? Not a fucking thing. I love it. What the fuck do you want? This is from Barry. It says Arnie. I was just wondering something. I love seeing the pictures that you've been putting up of your cooking. I know that in the past you've shared pictures of steaks and beans. This weekend was my favorite fried chicken. Yours looked amazing, and I hope it turned out well. But what made you start doing this? Um, she cut that bitch's arm off, and the blood hits the roof. Thirty feet up was great. Oh yeah. Um, you know what? What? Why I started doing it is it was it was it's kind of a. You know, I've always kind of laughed at people when they said that cooking is relaxing because it, it but cooking brings order. To me, cooking brings order to the world. 
there's a set of steps, there's ingredients, there's sets of steps, and if you follow those steps, you're going to make something really, really delicious, at least the first time. Then you can start messing around with it. Do you have a burglar? Dog's barking. No, no, I, I think something's getting delivered. Uh, you guys, there's a big difference between Kill Bill and Expendables. Uh, remember the movie uh, Commando with Arnold Schwarzenegger? Arnie's just saying it would be stupid if they tried making Oh, God, yes. If they made Commando with a woman, I would fucking boycott the theater. It was like making Roadhouse with Ronda Rousey. No. I want to see Alicia say that to Chuck Norris. At least just bring him over, over. We'll have him sign a waiver. That's fucking awesome. You're thinking of Daisy Ridley, Ellen Ripley. Oh, I know who. I Look, I didn't like Daisy Ridley in fucking Star Wars. I didn't like fucking Sigourney Weaver in Aliens. I'm not saying y'all, can, y'all ain't got to like him. I just said I just don't buy it. What made me, so this one made me, when I'm cooking, I don't think about anything else. I think about the process of cooking. I think about the, the, the steps it takes. And, and my fried chicken this weekend, I barbecue chicken, and I usually don't like barbecuing chicken because it's a pain in the ass. It takes forever. Uh, but it was really good. Turned out great. Fried chicken I got to work on. A couple pieces I burnt to shit. There, there was a couple pieces that turned out real good, but there, there were some steps that I missed. And I look forward to, to fixing that. It, it, to me, it's like a, a small accomplishment when I make something real good, like my country gravy or my baked beans. And my baked beans, look, I, I, I would enter those against anybody in the world right now. But I, I enjoy the, the cook. This morning I had an egg on toast. I found a new bread, some new Pepperidge, Farm, Pepperidge Farms, remembers. Pepperidge Farms white bread. Boy, I tell you what, on egg on toast, that is perfect. Had me a good old egg on toast this morning. Good shit. I, I like it. It just it helps me breathe. Had steak yesterday. It was great. But uh, and and, and I, I give all the credit to Braddy Kid. Braddy Kid's the one who says, "Yeah, try it, make it." So yeah. Let's see. Saying here, Arnie, uh, oil is too hot. If you're burning chicken while frying, turn temp down. Okay. And I didn't flip them over either. I let one side cook too long, and I, I just see the the first batch. I think I put too much chicken in the first batch, and I think it didn't cook evenly and did all that kind of stuff. Hey, hey, it's it's trial and error. I mean, the way I came up with my, my, my one true masterpiece that I have, my bunless cheeseburger casserole. Boy, if I were to make that with my baked beans, I probably could die a happy man. The, the way that came about was I was making cheeseburgers, and I realized I ain't got no buns. But I already got, I already got the damn oven going, and get to the grocery store and back at that time, it would have been longer than 20 minutes, so I didn't want to burn the tater tots. So I said, well, I'll just put the tater tots on top or on the bottom, and I'll put the burgers on top, and I'll just eat them all together because they go in the same place anyway. And hence, the beginning of the, the bunless cheeseburger casserole. Since then, we've added eggs to it. We've added onions to it. We've added this, that to it. It's phenomenal. 
Throw some avocado and pepper on that toast, then eggs. Amazing. I would eat that. I like I like uh, avocados. That'd be not bad. Look, I'm always uh, looking to, to to spice up the egg on toast recipe. It's grandma's recipe, and, and she never used cheese on it. I have to have cheese on mine. I've had the privilege of having that casserole with you and Braddy. Yum. Well, thank you very much. I appreciate it. Braddy Kid said I did a good job on the fried chicken. I know I can do better. I know I can do better. So, yeah, Barry, I'll keep you up to date. Like, like uh, I, and, and, and by the way, what I make is not that hard. Well, oh, thank you, Pam. I'm, I, she says I'm a great cook. Hey, look, look, I'm okay. What I make is not that hard. One of my favorite things to make, and I remember Adam J. got me one of my first crock pots so I could make this, and I love it to this day, is any kind of uh, cobbler. Any kind of cobbler, just throw that shit. Now, Braddy Kid makes a mean cobbler as well. But, man, you just throw that shit in the crock pot, cake mix, fucking, you know, a little bit of this, a little bit of that, boom, let it sit for like six hours, let it cook. Phenomenal. It's easy. Just take some time. And I guess I, I, I think I'm doing it to try to help me with my patience issue because I have no patience. Cooking is a very, very good test of that. But I don't think it's really working. So, not bucket. Last it's one. Time for mail call. Welcome to mail call. Okay, now what the fuck do you want? Uh, Arnie got a real quick wrestling question for you. I think you like me and like the fact that more wrestling is on TV now. I did, but they canceled the show on Stars Heels. They cancel it on a cliffhanger. You can't cancel a show on a cliffhanger. You fucking dick bags. I made a yummy beef stroganoff in the crock pot. Oh, I miss beef stroganoff. Oh, do I miss beef stroganoff. I get it to taste okay, but not like old school. I guess I'm not you. I don't cook with alcohol, so I don't cook with any wine. And kind of beef stroganoff usually has that flavor in there. That's what I'm missing. I miss beef. Oh, beef stroganoff is so good. Uh, back to the letter. Uh the fact that more wrestling is on TV now. Yes, I do love that. Uh, but how much longer do you think AEW can survive with half-empty arenas and sales not doing well? Well, there's a lot of stuff in the wrestling world, it, it, and I know some people don't like the wrestling talk, but too bad. There you go. Um, there's no real quick wrestling question for Arnie Kendog. Um Vince McMahon is looking to get out of the new corporation they started, and I think it's all a ploy to kind of cover up the hush money scandal that's going on because federal investigators are looking into that, and I don't think he wants to put any uh, dark clouds on the new company. So there's a big story about him possibly stepping down. Now, if he steps down, I wouldn't be surprised to see, you know, because he made a ton of money on this merger. AEW is not going anywhere because... Tony Khan's daddy is a, a gazillionaire. They own the Jacksonville Jaguars. They own some soccer team. And until Tony Khan's daddy says, okay, you need to make me some money, Tony, and you got to do it without lying, saying you had the biggest wrestling crowd in history, which you didn't. AEW's about to buy New Japan. Tony Khan's daddy got deep pockets, yeah. 
I make hamburger helper beef stroganoff. I've got some of it. It's not too bad. I like Razzlin' Talk. Good. Um, as long as Tony Khan's got his daddy's deep pockets, AEW doesn't have to worry about anything. Probably what AEW needs to worry about, look, once again, I would make an excellent head writer. I, I could give you storylines for, for good. The, the problem is always what it is. They got too many people there. They got too many people. They got too many championship belts. They got too much crap. Nobody's following along. You're on three nights a week. You're on, you're on the same amount of nights as the WWE, and yet you can't tell a story to save your life. So the WWE is going to keep burying you. And that's what's going to happen. Like I said, I didn't get to watch the end of Raw last night, so I don't know exactly what happened. But are they making Cody feud with the fucking the, the Judgment Day idiots? That's dumb. There's a lot of talk. There is a lot of talk. That due to the writer's strike and the, the actor's strike, that we're going to see a lot more John Cena. Whatever, I can't stand him. but, And we're also going to see a lot more of The Rock. Saw The Rock a couple weeks ago. I thought he was supposed to be on last Friday night. They're trying to set up a match between The Rock and Roman Reigns, but I think the, the match that needs to happen is this. I think The Rock goes to the Royal Rumble and beats Roman Reigns there and is the WWE champion for like three months. Rock ain't got to wrestle for three months. Hell, Roman Reigns ain't wrestled for about six months now, it seems like. And then you set up WrestleMania to be the end of the story. Two of the most historic names in the wrestling business between the Rocks family and, 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 and Cody Rhodes. Because let's not kid yourself. Roman Reigns is about one one-hundredth the star power that The Rock is. And if you want to put Cody Rhodes over to be the next Hogan, to be the next Rock, to ne- be the next Austin, which is what they're kind of, ch- you know, revving up to do, he's got to beat The Rock. I don't know if he turns heel. I don't know, but if he beats The Rock and gets over that way, he will be the biggest. He is, he is probably the biggest star in wrestling right now. But to think that AEW fans were booing him at one point. Come a long way. Once or twice a week is enough for wrestling. Keep them wanting more. Uh, don't saturate viewers and make them tired too quickly. Icarus motherfuckers. Not bad. See, here's the thing, though. The, the, there's so many wrestlers now. I, I Like, was L.A. Knight even on last night? Where's L.A. Knight been? I didn't see him last night. Did, did, did he get hurt? Is, is there something wrong with this guy? Because this is the one thing that he couldn't afford. He couldn't afford to be not on TV. Dummy. Yeah. Yeah. Now he isn't on TV. Stupid. Sometimes he's wrestling company. He got COVID? Oh, okay. Well, he's done. 
Hopefully he can come back to a gigantic pop. We'll see. Now, now we're we're not gonna we're not gonna take a break here. We're just gonna keep going. We're gonna keep this train rolling. Now, if y'all were with me uh, yesterday, y'all heard my story about McDonald's. My recent story with McDonald's. Well, I went in there, and, and, and I went through the drive-thru, and they parked, like, three cars in front of me at the drive-thru. And then when I got up there, after ordering two double cheeseburgers, side of onions, we're going to need to park you up in spot four. I was like, no, I can't. And the girl just looked at me like I was retarded. So I drove off. I came back, got my money back, got my money on the card, and got my meal. Talked to a very nice uh, young lady or older lady. Don't know why that happened. Um, she made everything happen. Then the younger manager came in, and he was talking to me, and, and we got into a, a, a conversation. I won't say debate because he wouldn't have lasted two minutes in debate with me because, well, it's me. And he uttered the phrase to me, Christopher, you're, you're going to love this because I know you loved it yesterday. When I said, when I go through the drive-thru and I order my meal and then I pay for it, I want to come to the window and it be ready. He goes, well, your expectations are too high. And this was after I told him that I come to McDonald's. I've been coming to McDonald's for 40 years. Okay? 40 plus years. 52, I've been going since I was a kid. Well, we'll say 45 years I've been going to McDonald's. My expectations are McDonald's. I don't walk in there like I'm walking into a fucking Gordon Ramsay, you know, six-star Michelin restaurant like the like the London, which I posted on their their Facebook page. This place gave me the shits. I've never been there though. I'm not expecting that. I, I I'm not expecting foam. Foie gras. I'm not expecting any caviar anywhere. I'm expecting McDonald's, which is fast food. <laughs> Y'all heard that right. Arnie States is a master debater. I am. I am. I am a master debater. But when he told me my expectations are too high, I was really dumbfounded. And then I saw this story. I've been dumbfounded for a few days. Like, if I go to a fast food restaurant, hear my logic here. If I go to a fast food restaurant, I'm expecting food that's served fast. Now, if I go through the drive-thru, I'm expecting the food to be served even faster because I didn't Take the time to come in, make my order, and stand there and wait. I want to get going. Well, my expectations are too high. Been thinking to myself about this and thinking to myself about this and just thought about what kind of stupid kid this was. And I guess all these people now are just stupid because there's a story that's released that people are falling all over themselves over. A McDonald's whistleblower. 
or whistleblowers are steadily on the rise, unveiling the once classified secrets of McDonald's. And new revelations have surfaced detailing how the fast food brand's breakfast fare is prepared. Does it have this gal's video on here? Oh, I saw the video of it. Um, your pancakes, she said, they're already made. They just heat them up in the microwave. The, the burrito mix, it's already mixed together. They just heat it up in, in the microwave. So let, 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 me, let me just real quick, let me go back to the, uh, the panty cake one. Wait a second. They're, they're not frying up fresh flapjacks on the counter? What? Honestly, um, yeah, and it's McDonald's. It's not, if they were to tell me IHOP was doing that, I'd have a problem. It's McDonald's. Oh, oh, it's what's next? That, 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 that the hash browns, and by the way, McDonald's hash browns surpass every other hash brown known in mankind. The end. That's not even worth debating anyone over. A second place is when Arby's had potato cakes, but then they got rid of them because Arby's are a bunch of communists. Are you going to tell me that they do not fry them and for them right there on the griddle as well? That they're frozen beforehand? I mean... Are, are you kidding me? She says, dang, when I worked there, it was actual eggs and, and folded there. And the round eggs, so sad. What? What? That they cut the end of the egg off? There's a tube of eggs? Okay, they're still good. It still tastes like eggs. Oh, Christopher's calling. Christopher, my brother, what's happening? Hey, Arnie, I, I just wanted to call to regret, regrettably inform you that we do not, in fact, have a slaughterhouse in the back of the McDonald's where we prepare the what? meat patties. What? Wait, wait, no. wait. Are, are you telling me that those are frozen patties, sir? Yes, it's oh. a dark secret. I, I was holding the secret all these years. My but God. I have to come through. No, the CIA is going to be after you now. I mean, <laughs> seriously, do you not cut all the potatoes for the fries? Another dark secret, sir. Those come pre-made in big ass bags. No, throw them in a deep fryer. No, the humanity. <laughs> what is this? What are these people exposing? <laughs> hey, I've got this news break here. This big ball of fire will rise in the east tomorrow morning. <laughs> I can't take it anymore. All this right, so buddy. Stupid. See ya. Uh, oh, I, I didn't mean to hang up on you. I thought you were dying laughing too hard. That's why I hung up. Sorry, Christopher. What are you exposing? Uh, I just want to let you know that McDonald's you know what? Yeah, you know what? Let, let, let me let me pull the curtain back for you. They don't make their bread fresh. No, no, they get buns delivered to them. 
The round eggs are fresh cracked into a silicone mold on the flat top grill. The folded eggs are just pre-scrambled and again poured into a mold on the grill. I worked at McDonald's for a couple years, 20 years ago. Here's the thing. Here's the thing. When I go to McDonald's, I ex- I, I don't know how to explain this to y'all. It's like... You know when your mom tries, we can, we can use the old Eddie Murphy reference, the mama burger. When your parents try and they try to recreate a meal from like a fast food restaurant, mama tries to make you a burger. Now, when you used to get cheeseburgers as kids, you get the cheeseburger, you get the pickles on there, which are disgusting. I took them off even when I was a kid. You get the little hints of onion on there, and that's good. You like that, right? You like the bun, how soft it is. Then you get home, and you get a burger that's about four times the size of the McDonald's cheeseburger. And you bite in, and you bite into a big old giant hunk of onion. And the cheese don't taste the same as the McDonald's cheese. Okay, they, they, they try. Mom and dad's try. But when I go to McDonald's, I expect it to taste like McDonald's has tasted for 45 years. When I go to KFC, I expect chicken to taste like it's tasted for 45 years. When I go to Long John Silver, I just order hush puppies, so fuck them. But the idea that there are whistleblowers exposing the secrets of the flapjacks at shut up. You dumb fucks. I mean, Christopher's right. Have you ever seen a cow behind a McDonald's? Well, where are they getting that meat? To all the people bitching about the pictures of fast food and ads, duh, what the fuck do you expect? It's fast food. But see, here's the problem. I want to go off on this. I might make this my tangent today. It's no longer fast food. And do you know why it's no longer fast food? It's because all of you dickholes out there that want their shit fresh. And do you know who we blame? We blame Jack in the Box. That's right. I said it. You remember the good old days? Let's play back when we were kids, shall we? Remember the good old days? You'd go to McDonald's with your mom and daddy. Maybe you ain't as old as me, and maybe you don't remember these glorious days. You can barely see over the counter, but you can see everything that's happening in the background. You can see the people frying stuff in the back. You see the people working the drive-thru. You see the people working the cash register. And then you saw this glorious concoction where they had at least... Six or seven hamburgers, six or seven cheeseburgers. They had the Big Macs, the filet of fish, and the quarter pounder with cheese. Remember that? They were all under a heat lamp. And I will tell you this right now. I never once, not once, did I ever have a problem with that. All the assholes who are like, no tomatoes on this, extra cheese on that, blah, fucking blah, eat the goddamn thing, it's on the fucking menu. Or, if you don't want it on there, pick it off. 
But see, I don't live in that world anymore because if they're going to make everything fresh, then don't put any of them goddamn pickles on there. If I can have it my way. See, Jack in the Box is the one who started this. Hey, Arnie, blame Jack uh, Jack in the Box, but they don't have pull-around spots there. They make it fast while you wait. I, I've had to pull up at Jack in the Boxes. Now, look here. I love Jack. Jack in the Box is delicious. The ultimate cheeseburger is one of the greatest burgers that's out there. But they're the ones who started this. Taking a while to make your food. And then Burger King says, well, we'll have it your way. And then Burger King was the first one to kind of get rid of it because when you go to Burger King, too, because your mom has terrible taste buds and she prefers Burger King over McDonald's, but you can't say anything because you're a kid and she's paying, you got to eat a fucking Whopper. I remember going to Whopper. I remember going to Burger King. They had them same fucking slots. Oh, and they were housed in, in, in styrofoam boxes. Oh, the humanity to use styrofoam in a world that's only going to exist for 250 million more years. I pulled up a Jack in the Box, but there was no much, not much as uh, BK or McDonald's. No, it's true. Look, look, Jack in the Box has gotten quicker because they learned how to do it earlier. Okay? Back in the day, you'd go up to the counter. You would order your, your cheeseburger, and you know what you had to wait on? You had to wait on a drink, and that's why McDonald's then brought out the fountains so they could get you in, get you to your drink, get you sitting down, and get you out. That's the name of their game, fast. Turnover. Now they're getting rid of the, uh, the, uh, the fountain drinks. You're going to have to wait again. No more free refills. Why don't they just throw all the fixings on the side for you to add or throw out? They used to. It was called the McDLT. It kept the hot side hot and the cool side cool. V Coop, what up, my man? I'm telling you, we almost be connoisseurs of health with everybody calling in because of fast food. But, uh, <laughs> but no, so there's an experiment when I was in high school, uh, Wendy's tried that one of my friends worked at, which in uh, their manager had this bright idea that they wanted to make it more restaurant style. Uh-huh. So the, the idea was people would come in, sit down, and then somebody would actually go take their order and bring it to them. And it lasted 36 hours because they found out very quickly that nobody wants that when they go to fast food. No. No. You know, they they want to walk it. Go ahead. They want to walk up to the counter. They want to look at the shit. Like, remember when we used to go look at the, those glorious styrofoam containers sitting under the heat lamp? Yep. And that might that might actually dictate your order because a hundred percent, a hundred percent. If you're between like the fish, the fillet of fish and a cheeseburger, and you look at the heater and you see they got no cheeseburgers with a fillet of fish, you'd be like, "Fuck it, I'm gonna do the fillet of fish," unless. Right when you step up to the counter, you saw somebody shocking a cheeseburger up there, and they're like, nope, and that's what I'm taking. Correct the mundo. Exactly. Exactly. I wanted to echo that point. It would determine your order. If there were no Big Macs in the line, I would not order a Big Mac. No, it wasn't worth it. Uh, you're absolutely right, V. Coop. Great call, my friend. Yeah, then we used to, the best thing, though, was when we'd see the apple, or the fried apple dispenser. Oh, 
Yeah, like you wish they could turn that into the magazine of a gun and just shoot you in the face with like thirty. Oh God, I remember that it would sit. It would sit right on the corner. It would be right in the front, and you would see it. And I would always look at the bottom because that's where they would come out. And if there was stuff in the apple, I, I would get one. Every once in a while, if I really had a hankering, I didn't like the cherry ones that much. But if they were out of apple, I'd get a cherry. Because the, the cherries weren't bad, but the cherries were nuclear hot. Yeah, this state, Trump, Trump would win the entire country if this is what he ran on being the McDonald's connoisseur he was. Oh, amen. Fuck, fuck MAGA. Uh, bring, make fast food styrofoam again. Mm-hmm. Amen. All right, V-Coop, you have a good day, my friend. You too. See, V-Coop hits it right on the head, and so does Ogre. And Ogre, I'm, I, you know what? If I'd stand up. Because people need to stop pretending that fast food can be artesian and fresh and whatever fucking ever. It's semi-tasty, gut-filled, not a goddamn unique meal worthy of a YouTube video blog. You goddamn duck-fucking pretentious assholes. Bring back the movie Collectible Glasses. Amen. Oh, amen. The Great Muppet Caper. I had every one of those glasses. But Ogre hits on it even bigger. And I'm talking to you salad motherfuckers. You motherfuckers that want salad everywhere. Okay. First of all, if you always are ordering salad, you're not trustworthy in my opinion. Okay. I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm going to need something more than, than just salad. Okay. The downfall of humanity, I can tell you when it started. It started the day that the McSalad came out. That's the downfall of all humanity. Because who in the fuck goes to McDonald's for a salad? I mean, seriously. I remember, you know, when, when I was working out in the, in the 90s and the 2000s. See, I worked out really hard and I got real strong, but I never got cut, never got lean. You know why? Because I ate like shit. And I would try to lie to myself. I'd go, oh, I'm going to go I'm gonna go to Taco Bell and get two bean burritos because those are the lowest things in calories. I'm still eating Taco Bell. This idea that fast food is supposed to be anywhere like, I don't know, gourmet, just stop. It's fast food. I mean, look, here, here's the deal. You know the one kind of places that, that I didn't like going to as a kid because it took too long? Pizza Hut. Now, see, back in the day, Pizza Hut wasn't bad. Now it's just too greasy and nasty, and there's a world of pizza outside of Pizza Hut. Back growing up when I was a kid, you had Pizza Hut, and then you had their rival Pizza Inn, which I don't know if that was in, in the West Coast. And you've had Shakey's, and you had all these kind of places, but you go to Pizza Hut. But it took forever because you're ordering a pizza. It takes 30 minutes to cook. If you were going to Pizza Hut like after a game, you knew you were going to have some fun because the team was going to be there. Y'all were going to be there a while. You're going to get to drink 100 sodas and play video games and be obnoxious as shit because you're at Pizza Hut. Then when pizza comes, you eat that, and it slows you down immediately. 
And your parents are like, yeah, gotcha, fuckers. Greta Thunberg goes there for salad. Like, see, and then McDonald's. See, the, McDonald's is a little bit too big for their britches. That's the problem I have with McDonald's. I still love them. I still eat there. You better bring that motherfucking McRib back this year. You don't give me that bullshit that you're going to discontinue it. Because I will go fucking, I will go scorched earth on you. But it started with the salad. Okay. And then they started to roll into all these. See, that was the one good thing about McDonald's. They didn't have a lot of crazy ideas. When they, they bring out a new sandwich every now and then. The McDLT, keep the cool side cool, keep the hot side hot. The McRib, greatest sandwich ever, bar none. Now you got them coming out with jalapeno burgers, and you got them coming out with this and that. Don't, don't do that. Don't Just stop. Just stop. Look, my favorite fast food place has always been slow, and we know it was slow because it was Whataburger. Okay? Whataburger, to me, is a different fast food giant than McDonald's. Because Whataburger, they've always been slow. They will always be slow. They've had the numbers, and they put that on your table. You go up there, and they bring it to you. They've been doing it forever, okay? Not a big fan of going through the Whataburger drive-thru because it takes forever. I still love Whataburger. Now that the Chicago company owns it, it's been kind of downhill a little bit. Hopefully, they, they fix their shit. But the other downfall of McDonald's, when they got too cocky, was when they brought out coffee. I like their chicken salad, but now they have retarded salads. I would get a salad from BK only because it was next door to the store I managed. The Shakey's that used to be at Sac State is first in the country. Awesome because of the buffet. In high school, my nerd friends and I played D&D at Sac State on Friday nights, loaded up on all-you-could-eat pizza. That might very well be what drove them out of business, probably. I loved the Wendy's salad bar as a kid because of all the all you could eat pudding. Oh, and that pudding had a delicious skin on it too. See, and, and, and if a fast food place wants to do that, I think that's a genius move. Have a salad bar. You know why? Because it keeps it out of the fucking drive-through. That's why. See, Wendy's turned turned the fast food industry on their heads when they came up. First of all, with square patties. Whoever thought of that. Then they offered baked potatoes, which that sounds weird coming from a fast food place, but it's so normal now because Wendy's has been doing it forever. They had the salad bar. And then the most glorious thing at Wendy's, and nobody can fight with this, is a Frosty. That, that's why as a kid you, you go into, look, I'm going to tell you this right now. As a kid, you would go to McDonald's, you go for the fries, and possibly the hamburger, or, or if you're a big fat kid like me, the Big Mac. Okay, that's why, that's why you went to McDonald's. You went to Burger King, well, because your parents hated you. You go to KFC for fried chicken. Wendy's, you go, the burgers are fine, the fries are adequate. The fries are only good when they are dipped into a Frosty, though. The Frosty is why you go. Wendy's had chili. But, and Wendy's chili was actually pretty good, too, I got to say. Even though I think it has beans in it, so it's not really chili. 
Abs will need a McDonald's ribbed and sauce on tap. Okay, Rockefeller State's going to Wendy's as a kid. We had McDonald's and we loved it. We only went to, look, look, we would only go to Wendy's on like really good nights. We didn't go to McDonald's that much. I only went to McDonald's all the time because Grandma lived right across the street from it. But Wendy's, you went there for that. Arby's, now Arby's was a special night because you get a beef and cheddar. Anybody who did, beef and cheddar was the sandwich at Arby's. Still is. But their quality's gone so downhill. And they got rid of potato cakes, so fuck them. And Arby's is entering the burger world now? No. See, and here's the other here's the other thing. Here's the other thing. That goddamn yard bird. Fucking chicken. You, you, you remember? I remember a time. Do you remember a time? Pepperidge Farm remembers. I remember a time. McDonald's did not have chicken on their menu. That's right. You had a hamburger. You had a cheeseburger. You had the faux lay of fish. And maybe you had the Big Mac and a quarter pounder with cheese. I've never ordered a quarter pounder without cheese, though. Do they make those? And then the invention of the chicken nugget. And when the chicken nugget happened, the, the roof blew off the place. And every fucking child in the world that's raised on chicken nuggets, you're doing a disservice to. Now, I like chicken nuggets as a kid. McDonald's chicken nuggets were the first ones, and then everybody had to start doing it. If I had to give my drovers, I, I got to tell you, got to tell you, Wendy's chicken nuggets, I, I think, surpassed McDonald's. BK original chicken sandwich is and was the best, and I will agree with that. The one good thing that Burger King had, Burger King, was their fried chicken sandwich. I'll, I'll give you that. And then McDonald's had to get into the chicken sandwich wars. Hey, hey, look here. You want a chicken sandwich? Go to Chick-fil-A. Okay, go to Popeye's. Go to one of them places. Don't come to McDonald's. When McDonald's got the nuggets, that was like national fucking news. I kid you not, millennials, we were all like, holy dog shit, McDonald's has chicken now. Oh, I remember. Oh, I couldn't wait to try them. As a kid. And then they go, what kind of sauce do you want? And you're like, I want them all. And as a kid, you make that lifetime decision of what your sauce is. You don't think I'm getting? Let, let me ask you right now. Ogre, what's your sauce? I bet you he has the answer for me And because I'll say mine, barbecue sauce. I Every once in a while, I'll go hunt the honey route. But if I get McNugget, it's barbecue sauce. I don't even get sauce at Wendy's because I like their chicken nuggets the way they are. Burger King chicken nuggets are disgusting. They taste like regret in a one-night stand. See, hot mama knows sweet and sour. Mustard sauce. Look, man, they had it. Barbecue, what the fuck? You think I'm a commie or something? But see, we all have that sauce. I mean, that sauce stays with us for the rest of our life. Because when we go to McDonald's, this is the thing. When we go to McDonald's, we go there because we trust it, because it's always been the same forever. We trust it. And that's why if you get McNuggets, you always get the same sauce because you trust it. You know that's going to taste good. You know it's probably not good for you, not the best thing that you can have. But you say, fuck it, I'm at McDonald's. And you always get the same sauce. 
just how it works. But this person coming out and saying, we're going to expose McDonald in their secret. Do you think that's going to stop people from going there? Fucking raping children didn't stop people from going to the fucking Catholic church. Do you think saying that their pancakes are not freshly made are going to stop people from going to McDonald's? Y'all, that, you must be stupid. And these are the people that are going to get paid $20 an hour soon. The ranch tastes like burnt carrots and condoms at BK. <laughs> ranch isn't dipping sauce, it's salad dressing. Fight me. Am I weird for using ketchup as my dipping sauce for chicken nuggets? No. No, 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 no. Peculiar? Maybe. Not odd, not different. I mean, you dip it in what, but, but you always, here's the thing, Fred, you always dip it in ketchup, don't you? Because you trust it. You trust it. Christopher says, still Catholic. Exactly. Only bummer with nuggets coming out is that McDonald's land cookies seem to disappear at the same time. Oh, man. <laughs> Bravo. See, see, McDonald's, they didn't get enough credit for their dessert line. I got to give i gotta give it up to them. Because they had the McDonald's land cookies, which all they were were like fucking animal crackers, but shaped like McDonald's people. But they were good. And the aforementioned pies. And I don't know what it was. Did you just correlate child rape to McDonald's food? I did, because that's how talented I am. That's what we do here. <laughs> um, Pammy, can we send you those pray in the gateway camps to cure it? Oh, that was for ghost for the ketchup on the McNuggets. Look, I could put ketchup on tamales. Um, you know, you know, you know what really boggles my mind is that growing up. Just as long as you don't dip steak and ketchup like KC Court, you do that in front of me, I'll take the steak away from you. I, I will just remove it from your plate. Um, you know, we never, growing up, we never ran into the issue that McDonald's run into now. And I thought we would have more technology today than ever before. But every single time I ordered one of their hot, Fudge Sundays. You get that hot fudge Sunday. And remember back in the day, they'd put the nuts on that for you. But now I'm getting a peanut allergy and you have to order nuts on the side. And they put it in a container that's fucking almost impossible to open without spilling nuts everywhere. Damn it, Arnie. I cringe every time you say ketchup on it. They're canned tamales. I don't do it to tamale tamales. I don't go like, like if I go to Desperados here in Dallas. One of, one of the top-rated Mexican places in town. If I get a dish that has tamales, I do not put ketchup on it there. Okay? When I open a can of Hormel tamales, and Christopher, you've had Hormel tamales, and you know they're not real tamales. They're real Midwesterner tamales. They taste good with ketchup on it, man. They just taste good. Yes, you can get the pray away gay things for me there, Ogre. But we never had a problem getting ice cream at McDonald's. 
You know, every place you go, oh, the ice cream machine's broken. Why wasn't it broken back in the day? Wait, tamales come in cans? Well, they can. Hormel. Delicious. Delicious. I highly recommend them. I'll top the nuts thing. Oh, wait, hold on. I'm going to text here. I'll top the nuts thing. Um, where'd, where'd the text go? Uh, if you want nuts with your uh, shitastic Sunday from McDonald's, it's an they, they're charging for nuts now? Oh, that's nuts. Hell's bells, if we got McDonald's and ice cream there, my brother and sister and I thought, oh, holy shit, did grandma or grandpa die? Now, see, I'm going to teach you the trick. I'm going to teach you the Arnie State's trick here. I promise you, this will bring joy into your life, especially if you like the peanuts that they used to put on there. If you don't like the peanuts, it's okay. You don't have to have them. This just adds a, a, a tad bit of a word I like to use that I've stolen from the, uh, the Food Network, texture. Brings a lot of texture to the food. So you get the hot fudge sundae, right? Now you eat your meal, right, and you let the, this hot fudge sundae sit over to the side. And by the way, the only way the hot fudge sundae is any good is if you eat it with a McDonald's spoon. Same with the Frosty. You can't use a regular spoon to eat those things. It's not even an option to have nuts there. That's bullshit. There's a documentary on why the machines are always broken. McDonald's Corporation owns the company that programs and fixes the machines. Fucking commies. Well, so let's say your ice cream machine is, is working. And you go, well, I want to try Arnie's little tip here. Okay. So you get the hot fudge sundae. Maybe you save maybe a little extra hot fudge in there. And then you take your spoon. And you know how those sundae cups are all, like, ribbed for her pleasure? You take that, and, and where the, the hot fudge is on the sides, you push it all down to the bottom. All the way down to the bottom. And what that will do will melt into your ice cream. And you got your nuts in there, right? But a majority of your nuts are on the chocolate, which you've pushed all the way down. And you eat your ice cream, and then you get to the prize. It, 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 it's like finding a treasure. Because the bottom is nothing but hot fudge and peanuts. Oh, and you got ice cream flavor in there, but it's mainly hot fudge and peanuts. Mm-mm-mm. Push the fudge giggity. Amen to that. Oh, I support that fudge pushing. I'm telling you, if you've never eaten an ice cream sundae that way at McDonald's, I'll just tell you right now, you are welcome. I just changed your life. Shoving your nuts into ice cream. Now, that's a parlor I could frequent. Oh, I'm sure you could, my friend. I'm sure you could. Uh, that is going to do it for us today, Ask Family. Thank you for being here. Tommy is here tomorrow. Lake Tahoe, Joe Murphy, uh, Thursday. Until those times, please remember... Every room you walk in is uh, better. Why? Because you're in there. Mage, every plane you walk on is better because you're in there getting on the plane right now. Um, uh, please be safe out there. You know, tip your bell hops and all that kind of bullshit. Ask family, y'all have a fantastic Tuesday, and I will talk to you manana adiosa.
temptation grows so strong and makes someone go blind to what is wrong. We'll stop now while there's still the strength to see. Turn your eyes and run away from me. Stay out of my To beat the man, pal. I coined the phrase, I am the man. Woo! Diamonds are forever. And so is the Arnie State Show. Woo! You've been listening to the Arnie State Show at ArnieRadio.com. Stop it, stop it, stop, 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 stop talking. Um, I, I did just want to take a moment to thank everybody. Goodbye now. I am going to go get late. Goodbye. See you tomorrow. Goodbye. Goodbye. He's done. That's what's happened. It's over. He's finished. Law enforcement is outside waiting to arrest him.